you hear the music? Oh yeah, you're good. Oh yeah. Man, this shit gets me amped up for a podcast. It's just like, I can feel it good in music. my fingers. I can feel it in my toes. Yeah, your intro music's far better than our intro music. I had this made, and we're going to talk about that. Makes you feel like Slash or something's in there with you. I know, dude. That's sick. All right. Welcome back to another episode of On the Throne with Dick. And big shout out to Sension Boychuk, the man, the myth, the legend. Thanks for the fucking intro outro music there big dog i'm not gonna say he was recently married i I guess which i just did he's been recently married now for a couple months so you know big shout out to to sanjin boychuk and on this week's episode we have the night shift king himself or just the night king which you know we might get sued by uh hbo or crave (laughs) because of uh game of thrones uh but the night shift king himself grayson magaha what is up, man? It's so good to so like number one, your your intro music is sick. That that's great. It's far better than the intro music I have. But I, I gotta know, like, what do you call your your people? Do I call them like Dickonites or Frostonites or Oh shit? Like, well, well, we were talking about this. We were talking about this the other day, my wife and I actually. You know, we used to just we have a shirt that says Frost Nation, but like I don't know. I don't know if we want to really use that. It didn't really sell too well. Um, we're talking maybe dickheads. Dickheads are good. Dickheads, dickheads yeah. Like, you know, that's a good Jimmy Buffett thing. I mean, they were parrot heads, so you could be, yep. dick, you know, they could be dickheads. Shout That'd out to Jimmy Buffett. Rest in peace. I know. I, or, you know, I think you could do like something with the, the, the handlebar mustache too, like mustache riders or something would be mustache a good. Mustache riders. Oh shit. That, um, that, that's a t-shirt right there. Yeah. Well, my kids are called the Frostlings. My 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 two daughters, we we call them the Frostlings. So there's the Frostlings, um, dickheads or Frost Nation or Dickinators, I guess. Let's Dickinators would be good. Dickamaniacs. Yeah. You could go like Hulk Hogan style. They could be Dickamaniacs. Jerk offs. That's good too. That's good yeah. too. I don't know. I think we could make a whole podcast about what we're going to call your fan base. Like Frostbitten fan base would be good, man. Frostlings. The Splooge, the Splooge Nation. Yeah, the Splooge, Splooge Nation. Nation. <laughs> uh, cream Pie, Cream Pie Nation. What up? <laughs> oh, shit, man. What's going on with you? Man, I'm just, uh, I'm enjoying life. I'm out here. Um, you know, it's, it's getting colder for us down here in the South, where if it drops below 65, everybody's freezing. But I, I think you told me the other day it was like negative 20. Or something negative 20 degrees Celsius here for the first time the other day. I worked a night shift in it. Apparently, it was the coldest night for October that uh, the town has ever seen, or maybe it was just that day, the coldest day for that specific day. I don't know. I think it was the whole month, though. It was, it was, it was pretty cold, but today was minus one. Uh, it got up to minus one, a respectable minus one. Apparently, it's supposed to be plus four on Halloween. So See, you guys do Celsius and everything like that. Like we're we're American over here. We it's Fahrenheit, and we don't know we don't know the conversions. There's math involved, and I mean, you've seen our public education system. We have no idea what we're doing. We're, if you can't count to twenty with your hands and feet, then then we're out. 
freedom units yeah freedom units is that what Free, you call them? freedom Nine. units yeah that's what we're calling yours and i don't know if you've seen her on tiktok millennial miss frizzle she quit her job as a teacher to go work at costco because of the state of the um american education system and i learned about her on the second act podcast with gord who's you know good friend of the podcast and i love listening to his and yeah dude that's you know it's it's one of those things i've got I've got so many guys that I talk to now and, and so many, so many people like, you know, in, in blue collar world down here, man, I'm getting so many applications from cops, firefighters, medics, people in public service. Cause they're like, dude, I, I mean, that's truly how I got into the field. I was, I was a sheriff's officer and I, I this is back in 2008. I'll be, I'll be transparent. I was making 1580 an hour as a sheriff's officer Damn. And I had a buddy of mine who was uh, worked in a metal refinery and I was making 1580 an hour. And he was like, dude, I can get you $10 more an hour right now. And I'm like, so you mean to tell me I can be making like a lot more? And he's like, yeah. And you're, you're not going to work. You're not going to work. Like if you're going to put your life on the line, at least, at least get paid for it. No shit. Dude, <laughs> so, that's insane. You only got paid 15 bucks an hour and a hold up a, a gun. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? You can literally shoot things. Yeah. For 15 bucks an hour. Man, I would do that. I mean, yeah, it's good money for what it is, you know, but. Well, no, I mean, 15 bucks an hour, you sh we should be paying our law enforcement officers more than that, right? Because. Oh, dude, 100%. To serve and protect, they have bullets flying at them. They have like people being all crazy. And then you have to trust someone that you're paying like shit. Mm -hmm. to, to be motivated enough to be like, oh, look at that guy robbing that bank. Hey, bro, I'm only getting paid 15 bucks an hour. Slide me some of that cash and you can be on your way. Yeah. Dude, and we'll see. And I worked in the I worked in the correctional side of it. So like once once the bad guys go to jail is when most people forget about them. They're like, oh, they're in jail. No, like, you know, for for us, it was we're in there with them. Like somebody's got a, and I hate to say, I hate to say it because correction is so much more than adult babysitting, but truthfully, that's, I mean, that's really it. You're, you're in there, you're outnumbered. There's 80 inmates where I was at. There was 80 inmates to one officer. So at wow. any given time, things could pop off and you were grossly outnumbered. Um, when you're inside the housing units, like the, the place that the guys are at, you don't get to carry a gun in there. You don't get to carry a baton in there. You don't even get to carry pepper spray in there because anything that you have in there can be used against you as a weapon. So you're checking your tack belt before you go into the unit. You're just going in there. Nothing. Cause they, the way they wow. see it is if you have a tactical belt in there with you and you have a baton or a gun or mace or anything like that, they could over, there's 80 of them. So they could easily overtake you. And uh, now you have a whole bunch of armed inmates. So it don't drop the soap. Oh, dude, absolutely. But, you know, <laughs> that's the funny joke in, in the prison system, but there are definitely people getting sodomized, and it's not the inmates. It's definitely the officers. Those are the ones that are taking it worse than everybody else. Nice. They, yeah, at $15 an hour, your tax dollar's hard at work. Somebody is yep. definitely somebody is definitely getting it in the shower. It's, it's definitely people. Uncle Sam. Prisons. Uncle Sam is the one giving it. Oh, dude. And then when you get those wonderful mandatory overtime days, those are my favorite anyway. Getting mandatory that you're short staffed and you have to go into work on the day that you're scheduled off. And they're wondering why people are burned out and don't want to do it anymore. 
I work yeah. in the oil field, so man, overtime is mandatory anyways. Oh, dude. And I never had a problem with overtime. Yeah. Even even working in, in, in the trades in the blue-collar world, dude, I never have a problem with overtime. I don't like being told is my biggest issue because I schedule things out the way that, like, you know, we're – we were on a two, two, three schedule. So like sweet, you know, you're, you work Monday, Tuesday, off Wednesday, Thursday, work Friday, Saturday, Sunday kind of thing. And it rotates. But so, you know, that you have a long check or a good check and a, a short check. So I don't want to get told when I'm going to work. Cause I can put out my dates and go, now I can have two relatively good checks and I'm not having to work seven days straight to be able to have a check. That's going to get taxed like crazy anyway. Yep. Yep. I've worked, uh, I work like a hundred and a hundred plus hours a week sometimes. And, you know, it's like uh, the most I've ever put in is 207 hours in a seven or 14 day period. And, you know, the government loves me at that point. Right. And, oh, yeah, absolutely. yeah, dude, it's, it's insane. I lose more in taxes than a lot of people make in make, a year. Yeah, and exactly. it's, it's just crazy, dude. It's, it's insane. And, you know, shout out to the old field. It's only getting worse. Right. You know, uh, with especially in Canada, we have carbon tax, we have this tax, we have that tax. Hey, man, we're we're probably gonna have a tax to talk soon, right? So, you know, so it's like, yeah, we're we're getting absolutely destroyed. I've watched the oil and gas industry become like uh, an industry that you know you could make something of yourself out of. Oh, to yeah. to like, hey. You know what? The rest of the country caught up to us in terms of of money over the last few years. You know, like especially after taxes. You know, I could probably stay at home and make the same kind of money and be home every night. You know, and we're 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 we're, we're getting to that point anyways. But we're we're we we just uh, had a good experience where I got to be home every night, and make the kind of money I'm making, working on a pipeline, and be home every night. And my wife and I were talking about it like. I'm back in camp right now. Well, right now I'm in a hotel, but like mm -hmm. I'm back in, in the last four or five days have just sucked, you know? And like, I, I don't know, man, I don't know. We'll, we'll see where that all comes down to, but a lot of it has to do with uh, my favorite ism right now that I'm, I'm dealing with and that's nepotism. So, uh, you know, yeah, I don't have the right last name or the right fucking marriage certificate. So uh, I'm, I'm experiencing a little bit of that going on and it's, it's kind of punched me or slapped me in the face the last couple of days. So, uh, you know, I, uh, I got really mad. I usually don't get mad at things like that when, when, when so I get fucked over for something, I usually just like, I get mad at myself. I go to my room or whatever and I like, fuck. Right. And I just go to work and I do it. But the, yesterday I actually had, I, I, I was voicing my displeasure you know i was like hey this ain't right right and it yeah i'm i'm unhappy about it so oh i i've been turned away for so many promotions for people's cousins sisters boyfriends second you know whatever uh company i work for is a family owned and operated company and um if your last name isn't their last name then you already know and I, i've said it for a long time too though man i mean if you're not if you are clocking in for anybody and your name is not above the door, there's only so high you're going to be able to climb in that yep. ladder. Yep. There's always going to be somebody above you. I mean, and even the people who have the, their, their name on the door, they still have somebody to answer to and, and shareholders and things like that. But it's the blatant exploitation of, Hey man, like this is my cousin. 
So he's going to get the job because he's my cousin is the part that I can't stand. Yep. And that's what I like about your content, dude. Like, you know, your content spoke to me when you're like, uh, I, the first video I ever seen and, and you've got a few like it, but one of the ones I saw was, uh, you know, uh, the reason why these companies are having so hard of a time filling, uh, labor shortages and why they're experiencing <clears throat> these labor shortages. Right. Because if all you're going to offer is money, yeah. I can go make that anywhere. You know what I mean? And and I will go make that anywhere. You gotta offer something else. Well, that's other the than thing. the dollar figure. That's the biggest thing. And, and I know here in the States, I, I did a video that actually got focused on a, a couple news agencies, but COVID opened up the eyes to a lot of people. Yeah. COVID here in the States, and I know it did it in Canada as well, but there was so many people who went from being essential to expendable overnight. And and I think our generation, you and I are about the same age. Our generation is that generation that was, we were taught. I know your dads and my dad and everybody said the same thing. You know, you don't quit a job. You do good for the company. The company is going to take care of you. You know, job hopping looks bad on your resume and you need to, you need to come in early. You need to stay late. And that's how you move ahead in life. And there were Those so days many, are gone. But I think there were so many of us that really had that like pushed in our core values and our core beliefs. I know I dude, I was the biggest company man cheerleader there was. Same until COVID. I was, I was, I was the guy who was trying to rally the troops when COVID happened. I'm like, guys, look, these guys are sick. We're not sick. Let's do what we're supposed to do. Let's, you know, we can get I was working at a metal refinery. I was like, we can get these heats done. I know that we can stay a little bit over and we can knock this one out. Everybody's going to eat this week. Everybody's going to get paid. So this is what this company did. They took, they did two weeks off for COVID, right? Like they were like, look, we're shutting down for two weeks because we have a lot of people who have tested positive. This will give everybody the two week, like the two week clear test. Like, you know, everybody will be clean after this. And they did it on July 4th is when they they announced that we were doing two weeks shutdown. Everybody will test and be good. So we we closed everything down July 3rd so that nothing would be running July 4th. We had July 4th, and me and actually some other guys hung out July 4th. July 5th at 9.05 a.m. Now, this is our first day off of this, this thing. July 5th, 9.05 a.m., they start making phone calls and laying off 80% of their staff. 80% of their staff gets laid off overnight. I was I was one of them. And, you know, it, it, they then the, the little bit of staff that they kept, dude, I mean, those guys were working seven days a week. Their hours got cut down to nothing. The, the guys that they kept were the ones that were the, the, the ones that were not making enough money. We call them yellow hats. They were guys who were still in training. So, I mean, the first two weeks that I was laid off, I was getting phone calls from guys who had no idea what they were doing, and there was nobody there to point them in the right direction because the company just cut everything. Fuck. That's but I think so many of us have had those stories, and it just really started opening your eyes, man. Like, I had a retirement where we had a 401K with that one. They, they, they cashed it out. We didn't get an option of anything on it, man. Like everybody, there, there's so many, so many companies not doing retirements. There's so many companies that aren't offering anything anymore. 
you offer me a 401k, which is just a glorified savings account. The money is all you bring now. Yeah. Especially here in, in, in down here, there's so many uh, non-union states. They're right to work states. There's not a lot of unions left, especially down in the South. Down in the South, union is a dirty word. Like it is a horrible, horrible word. People do not, you can't talk about unions. And why they say they can't, they can't, um, they cannot take action against you for trying to start a union. It's a right to work state. They'll find a way to get rid of they'll, you. They'll you start, find it. Yeah. Yeah. If you start talking yep. union, they'll find a way to get rid of you. Oh yeah. Well, Hey, same uh, for the most part. Right. Like I've had bosses that are literally said, Hey, I pay you this much. So you don't want to unionize. And, yeah. and the moment you try to unionize or even if you even mutter the word union, right. They're, you're on the shit list, right? Oh, sure. And they will find a reason. Oh, yeah. And there's actually a company here, I think in Grand Prairie, actually. Uh, I can't remember what the name of the company was, but he said, if my guys ever tried to unionize, my shit would be at the auction the next day. Oh, right? yeah. Absolutely. And and I think it was last year or the year before, they tried. All his shit was in the auction yard. He wasn't bluffing. He's like, you guys want to unionize? I'm done. I'm out. Well, there's a there's a big contract company down here. Um, I won't say their names because I know way too many people who work for them, but um, there's a big contractor company down here. And that was, you know, during COVID, that was his big thing. He said, I, I need you to ask yourself one serious question. Have you made enough money never to have to work again? And that's what he, that's what he told his guys. He was like, have you made enough money to never have to work again? And everybody's kind of looking around. He's like, if y'all decide that you want to unionize, I need you to understand I've made enough money to where I don't have to work again. I will deadbolt these doors and sit happily and watch all of y'all starve before I, uh, I do a union. He's like, cause I'm good. I do this because I enjoy doing this. And I, I, I love, you know, I love making money, but it's those threats like that, man, where it just, it's like, dude, you know, the, the idea of a union and especially down here in right to work States and stuff like that. It's like, the idea behind it sounds great. Like, yeah, let me pay, let me pay a little bit of money and have representation and be able to, to negotiate better healthcare and negotiate a retirement. I mean, that's the thing that so many people don't have that they're looking for, dude. You oh, yeah. spend 40 years with a company now and all you're going to get is nothing. You'll get a gift card and some cheap food line or Harris Teeter cake or Kroger cake and, and that's it. They shake your hand. The, the, the day, the day you were done working there, their obligation to you is done and your obligation to them is done. That is, that is it. Yeah. I, I work for a company in the, in the summertime. I switch it up. I, I come here in the winter and, and for my fucking sanity, I leave here in the summer and go work somewhere else. And then for my fucking sanity, I leave there in the, the in the fall and I come back here. Right. And I found those two companies that allow me to do that. Right. And um, this summer, man, like I found the hypothetical company politics box mm -hmm. and I opened it just a crack and I should have closed it, but I dove in the company box of politics. And instead of just closing it and getting the hell out of there, I found the hypothetical file with my name on it. And I discovered how I'm valued. And, you know, I didn't like what I found. I did not like what I found. And it soured my mood there for damn near four months. I was just like, you know what? I don't want to be here. 
Yeah, this is, you know, uh, you guys used to, they used to have company barbecues. Bring your family, oh, yeah. bring your family and the, the, come, we'll, the, 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 we'll go to a restaurant. They took us to fucking Mr. Mike's Steakhouse once, right? Probably paid a couple thousand bucks for everyone to, fuck, you know, have steak dinners and order whatever you want on the menu. This year or now the last couple of years, it's like uh, getting, because uh, we work on the road. So we got to buy our own groceries while we're working away. Right. And whatever they get, they, they, they pay us a certain amount. They pay us $50 a day, LOA, $50 a day to eat right now. You can't do no, that. Three, three, three meals, yeah. three meals, $50 a day is a slap in the face. So, you know, you can't, you can't do shit with that. So they, they used to give out like, you know, $25 grocery cards here. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Here. Can't even get that anymore. Right. It's like, no, sorry, we don't do that no more, guys. Sorry. You know, and um, I was playing politics back, though. I, I started playing the pol politics game back a little bit. And, you know, I may have went a little too far sometimes. But you know what? Fuck it. You know, like I'm competent. I'm one of the only competent people there. Oh, yeah. I can do my job. And I even said that out loud to my boss, my foreman. He's like, oh, you want to lose your job? I'm like. Try me, but he won't yeah. fire me. I said it right on the radio for everyone here. I'm like, I'm too competent to fire. And I put the radio down. Mm -hmm. And that was it. We never even talked about it again. And then, you know, but nepotism there as well. Oh, nepotism oh, where I'm at now. And yeah, everywhere. Oh, everywhere, man. Everywhere. It's fucking, it's bad. And it's deflating. It's morally deflating. Oh, dude. And that's, the stories like that's kind of what started the, the brand that I've been doing on social media. And it's yep. my, you know, my my walking HR violation brand here, you know, and that's really what it is, dude. I tell people all the time and it's, you know, I cannot give you legal advice. I can give you 25 to 30 years of work experience advice telling you they're only going to do so much. You know, I, I, I made a, I made a statement one time with a boss and this is where it all kind of started this is one of those bosses who want to remind you how easily replaceable you are. You know, one of those bosses I can, you guys are a dime a dozen, you blue collar guys, you tradesmen guys, y'all are a dime a dozen. There's people waiting, waiting for your job. And you know, this was in the middle of a big company meeting and I, I raised my hand. I said, hey, excuse me, if we're all so easily replaceable, why are we always so short staffed? Oh shit. And, and he just, his jaw dropped and everybody looked at me and was like, did he really just say that? I was like, he can't afford to lose us right now. I'm one of four guys that does what I do, and I'm on night shift. I've been on night shift since I've I've turned other jobs away because I don't want to deal with the dumpster fire that is day shift. You know, so like find somebody else to do it at the rate that I'm accepting. And, and you know, let's talk. Find somebody who can go do it. Cause I guarantee you, you can fire me, but you're gonna find three, you're gonna have to hire two or three more people to oh, do it. Fuck. And that's that's the that's the thing that I think so many people don't understand, especially I see it in my comments all the time. We this this quiet quitting attitude, this well, if you're only gonna do what the you know what you're paid for, then you're never gonna get ahead. Dude, I ain't gotten ahead since I started. Yeah, I ain't I got was, ahead and I was fucking heart and soul, man. You know, mm -hmm. like I was loyal to a fucking fault, you know, loyal and yeah, loyal, loyal to, to a, a fault. fault freaking company man i was a cheerleader for the company i was recruiting for the company 
you know, I was wearing their damn swag. I was proud to have that, that name on my shirt. It meant something. And I think there was a lot of companies like that, especially in the early eighties and, 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 you know, even up until recently, there were a lot of companies where employees did, they stayed there because they were proud of where they worked. And, and, and I, I do, I, I go back to COVID COVID opened the eyes to a lot of people that just got told, figure it out yeah. by these companies that they have been cheerleaders for forever. They got told, Hey man, look, there's, there's some stuff going on and my kids aren't at school. Now the school's closed down. My wife is, you know, she's a nurse. She's getting hit like with double up shifts and like, I got to go at work. My kids are here. Like what, what am I supposed to do guys? Well, you're going to yep. have to figure it out. You get laid off and then, you know, I, I was, a, I will openly admit, I mean, I, this is not self-deprecating, but I was one of those people who before COVID, I looked at unemployment people. I was like, how can somebody be on unemployment? You know, like, how can somebody do that? There they figured jobs. it out. They figured it out before we did. Yeah. There are jobs everywhere. How can somebody be on unemployment? And I, I did. It had this stigma behind it. And I think there was a lot of guys that had the same way they, they were brought up. You better be working to provide your family, dude. I didn't choose to be on unemployment. They chose that for me. Yep. They chose that for me. And dude, I, I went into that unemployment office hat in hand. And the lady said something that really changed the way I looked at it. And she said, she was the one who said, you didn't choose this. And since you were 15 years old, you have been paying into this system. You have been working 60, 70, 80 hours plus a week since you were 16 years old. Why are you ashamed to collect something that you've been paying into your entire life? Damn right. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. And she, she's not wrong, man. She's not it, wrong. It, it, it was people like her and, and a lot of things that just kind of changed my way of thinking, especially watching these companies that laid off so many people then record record profits. Well, I hope you're profitable because you ain't got nobody working there. Yep. You got CEOs and owners of these companies that, you know, are, are, are making record profits, million dollar a, a year paychecks and bonuses and, and everything like that. And look, I, I know that guys like me and you are not going to go out and be millionaires, but dude, it'd be nice to be able to work and actually afford a house oh, or to fuck. work. To work, you know, I'm working to support my family. It'd be nice to be able to go, hey, man, your daddy works this job so that you don't have to work a job like this. Go to, you know, go to college. You want to go be a doctor? You want to go be a lawyer? Dude, my hard work will pay for it. Go, go and do it. But, you know, and, and my son has asked me, he's at that college age now where he's, he's applying for him. And he's like, well, what are we supposed to do? And I'm like, dude, I love you. Like you can live here as long as you possibly want. And as long as I can afford it, I will, I will do everything I can to make sure you have a better life. And I think that's what, that's what built these countries. That's what built the, the blue collar field. It's what's, it's what keeps all of us dads and, and moms clocking in and out every day Hell is because yeah. it's for the kids, dude. My shit's been on pause since I was 20 years old and knocked my girlfriend up and, you know, luckily we've been together for 18, 19 years now, but, um, you know, like it, it, you realize real quick when you become a dad, it's not about you anymore, but these hardworking guys and gals out here, man, it, that's why so many people are frustrated, dude. It's, 
the American dream and the idea of the, the, the white picket fence and being able to provide for your family, dude, it's, it, it's hard to do nowadays. I know it's hard for you guys up there too. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. Like uh, you are equivalent to fuel, right? Uh, mm-hmm. for ga- gasoline at the pump if you paid what we paid you'd be paying like eight dollars a gallon yeah i mean it's just ridiculous dude yeah yeah it's it, insane. It, it, well and the thing is like i've often said i can i can ex- if you can explain it to me and justify why i'm doing it i'll be fine with it explain to me how ceos of companies are making millions of dollars and then you have people who are out there actually providing the service that makes you those millions of dollars that can't afford their rent, that can't afford groceries, that can't afford. Dude, I know guys who have to drive an hour and a half away to go to work because they can't afford to live in the city that their job's at. That's and they've fucked. got a good and they've got a good job. I've got a buddy who where where I'm at in North Carolina. Um, I've got a buddy who lives in Sherall, which is an hour and a half away from our facility. He drives, he drives three hours, three hours a day because he can't afford to live in the, in the city where the, the actual factory is. And he lives in a little, little double wide trailer out in Sherall. And he's like, dude, even with gas included, I can't afford to not live out in the, in the middle of nowhere. Oh fuck, man! That is, that's absolutely disgusting. So right now, right, um, where I live in Edmonton, I live in a pretty well. It used to be a little bit of a rough area, right? Like they're cleaning it up pretty pretty well, but Tent City's getting bigger and bigger every time I go by it. And um, I watched a I watched a gal get Narcan. I've never seen someone get Narcan before. Never seen it. I heard about it. But mm-hmm. I literally watched the guy like shoot her in the leg, and she just come back from the head like, <gasps> I know. Right? and oh, from Pulp Fiction, dude, you're like, what, what is the this? Fuck, yeah, man, and like ten cities getting bigger, and buddy, there's a, a homeless encampment out in the alleyway behind my house last week, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I to- I told my wife about it, and she's like, hey, we got to call and get that removed, and I'm like, well. Do we have to? They found a warm spot back there. Just let them be. She's like, it's fine now. But in a week or two, when it's really cold out, they're going to be starting a fire back there. And then your garage is going to go up. Right? And it's like, well, shit. I guess so. All right? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll call that in. But, like, you know, like, it's 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 getting... I, I was talking about it today with a guy at work. And I said, you know, I don't... I, don't, I couldn't imagine being there. But I understand it. Mm-hmm. I fucking understand it where, you know, like life's that hard where you're out on the street living. And then, of course, you know, to numb your mind from your situation you're using. I think the sad part about the, the whole situation, and, and it is one of those things that, you know, I, I I can sit and I can bitch and complain. I still got a roof over my head. My kids still are dead. I'm yep. struggling to do it. But. You know, and, and this is me again, going back to COVID. I think it proved to a lot of people, man, we're, there's a lot of people that are two weeks away from being that guy in that homeless encampment, right? Less I mean, than two weeks. Yeah. The average, I mean, I think, 
I, I was reading this news article that that the other day, and it said like the average family is a five hundred dollar expense away from losing everything. So, you know, it, it's one of those things that if the bank ever comes to collect, then they, they're going to be these hardworking people who are still out there working jobs that just can't afford to do it, man. I mean, I, I used to have a very I used to have a very disdained idea for, for the homeless. And, and I would be like, how could somebody burn so many bridges yeah. that nobody, that nobody they know is willing to take them in. And then I started really looking at like some of it too. And I'm like, dude, I mean, honestly, it's, it's a pride thing. And, and it's a, it's a situation of dude, like, you know, if I was given the opportunity as a dad too, like if we lost our house, yeah, take my wife, take the kids, make sure they're good. And if you don't have room for me, I'll go over here. Yep. Like, yep. do you take care of these kids before you do anything else, man? And the the Narcan thing, I know that that's that's one that 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 hits me weird. I I, I cannot stand. I look, I if your life ever gets to the point to where you start using, I I I get it. Like it's tragic. There are a lot of funded, well-funded things that can take you off of it. I do not like the fact that taxpayer dollars is going to free Narcan and free needles and free things like that, dude. Like, let's let's focus on let's focus on fixing the homeless population and 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 taking that money into fixing the homeless population and making it to where hey, like. Maybe we give some jobs. Maybe we, maybe maybe people start making enough money to where it's not a big enough deal. That'd be great. Maybe you pay your employees enough, you know, to where, you know, you got fast food jobs that is minimum wage. But dude, nobody can live off a of minimum wage. Nope. You can go to McDonald's. You know, you go to McDonald's and order a number one combo. It's eleven dollars, if not more, and. There's people who are out there making that number one combo who ain't making eleven dollars. Like, yep. and yep. what what is minimum wage going to get you? What down here it's seven twenty five. What is seven twenty five an hour? It's like going 14, to get 14 or fifteen here. Yeah, and that's not enough. I know live a uh, living wage in the city I live in. I think it's got to be at least twenty bucks an hour right now, and I think. They said there was a thing, a study or whatever that came out a couple of weeks ago, 180 grand minimum a year to buy a house right now in, yeah. in this city. In Toronto, out east, you need to be making about a million dollars, half a million dollars to a million dollars to buy a house. And there's only so many jobs that are going to pay that. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. And um, yeah, dude, it's what what you were saying about, you know, the drug thing and using um, a lot of that has to do with mental health, right? And they're not dumping enough funds into mental health right now. They're just simply not up here in Canada. We have the MAID program, medical assistance and death. They would rather put you in MAID than put the money. They've dumped a whole bunch of money into MAID in the last couple of years. They'd rather dump the money into MAID than dump it into mental health. Well, and men's mental health in general, and and not that I, I want to talk about it, but men's mental health in general has been one of those things that has always been, oh, yeah. um, you know, kind of swept under the rug that, you know, you and, and not that it makes you any weaker, but dude, when, when COVID happened and I started doing my videos, I can't tell you how many messages I got, you know, from guys who were in the same boat that I'm in. They're like, man, I, 
I appreciate the video because I'm I'm going through it right now. I I've never felt like a failure before, but I I got laid off and dude, there are no jobs. Everybody's going through it right now. There's no jobs. There's there's tons of places hiring, and I feel like a failure because I'm making more on unemployment than I would taking this job. Yeah. You know, and I've worked for 20 years and I can't, you know, I don't have a retirement. I don't have, it's not that I hadn't done any, you know, it's not that I hadn't put money aside or anything like that, but man, I'm, I'm living paycheck to paycheck and and, and men's mental health is one of those things that just doesn't get talked about enough. And, And I think there's still, there's still such a stigma behind the idea of asking for help. I really love the idea of not, not mandating because that sounds bad, but making it, you know, to where it's, I, you know, I, 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 I do not enjoy going to church, but I enjoy going to church and having a brotherhood and a community and a, a, you know, talking to people off air and things like that, man, you know, kids and stuff like that. Just dude, there's no book for how to do this. There's no, how to make things work book. And, you know, uh, we're all winging it. We're all winging it. And in the blue collar fields and the trades and things like that, man, men's mental health isn't something that's talked about. There's, there, there's, you know, there's a lot of guys out there, you know, that, that I don't want to say they stop chasing their dreams, but dude, this is, this is the reality of what it is as, a, you know, to be a man is to provide for your family. You don't get to put your stuff on, you know, you don't get to put the mom and dad and the family on pause so that you can go and try to chase those dreams. You know, bills still have to be paid. Kids yep. have to be fed. Things have to be done. And there's a lot of guys out there in the world that just, they may not want to be swinging a hammer. They may, you know, they're doing it because they're not passionate about what they do. They don't find any joy or any fulfillment in what they do. They find fulfillment in their kids. And when that, when that base and that core gets rocked because of a divorce or because of money, I mean, most couples, that is the biggest fight is money. Number one. Yeah. So when that base gets rocked, especially during COVID, man, I mean, when that base got rocked for so many people, nobody talks about the the effect that it had on the, the middle class and the working class guys that legitimately they had their whole structure and core foundation just rocked. So I was the exact opposite during COVID, right? Where like uh, my daughter was born two days before it was declared a pandemic. So yeah. I was taking them, I was taking that first month off anyways, right? And then my boss called because I had I fly back and forth or was flying back and forth at the time. I live way out east and I worked out west. And um, my boss called me 12 hours before I was supposed to fly back. And I was uneasy about it anyways, because COVID, right? At the time it was like COVID scary, right? And oh, COVID bad, you know, you're gonna die. And so um, you know, uh, he called he laid me off. He's like, don't come back stay you know so i'm like okay i just have a newborn baby you know what i'll fucking stay home i don't give a shit i'll spend time with my other daughter my wife and the newborn and so i was laid off that was march i went back to work in june i I went i it was time for me to do the summer thing rotate to the summer job and so i did that and you know uh, when i left i didn't know that was going to be the beginning of you know a long 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 time away from home because it was hard to fly back and forth yeah. right and like i say all the time covid didn't give me mental health issues but it sure as hell exposed the hell out of them you know and so i i went to work and you know it was th- two months before i came back home again and then you know um 
I went home for four days and then I flew out on a Friday evening, Friday morning. Sorry. I landed on Friday evening. I had Saturday, Friday, Friday evening at home all day, Saturday. And I all day Sunday and I left Sunday evening. I flew back out again and that wasn't enough. Right. And, you know, so I went, I went back to work. I worked another three or four months, went home and then, I went back to uh, back here and then that was like six months on four or five days off, six months on four or five days off, two years, 20 days off. It was like, are you kidding me? Right. And uh, with a newborn man, that, that was hard, right? That was hard on my relationship. Oh yeah. Absolutely. That was hard on my children. That was hard on my psyche, you know, and mental health, dude, it played a big part. And that's, I, that summer, is when I made my first video on TikTok, right? It was to make me laugh. Yeah. It was to make me do something other than feel like a fucking robot. And so I, I, yeah, man, I made it in the grocery store, got 1900 views. And then uh, I kind of made a couple videos while I was home with my kids, didn't do so well, came back to work here in the oil oil patch and uh, made made a video that went viral. And I'm like, yeah. shit, dopamine. I could do that again. Know, dude, that, that first one, that first one's the one that always gets you, man. It gets you hooked. Oh, so, yeah. you know, COVID for me was one of those things too. I, I I harp on it a lot. And it's because of so many stories that I've heard. I I will be transparent and tell you, I got laid off and legitimately within two weeks went back to work. Different company. I had a I I lucked out compared to a, so many different people. Now yeah. I'll openly admit I got told no from this company for like a solid two weeks. I, I went in and interviewed waiting on a phone call. They're like, Oh, we'll let you know by Friday, Friday comes. And it's like, you know, the HR lady leaves at five and here it is. It's like four. I think it was like four fifty-five. My wife and I are sitting around. I'm like, I didn't get this job. She's like, you got to call. And I did. I called her. Um, this was on a Friday. I called the HR lady at like four fifty-five. No, she was about to walk out the door. And she was like, I was actually about to send you an email and just let you know that we went with a different applicant. Dude, and I was heartbroken. I was like, this is the, so the company I was working at, they got laid off with, with, you know, even though I hate to say it this way, they were like top tier in our town, like top pay. And then this other company was underneath it. It was close, but not, it was close, but no cigar. I was, I took a, I took about a $5 pay cut to do it, but the hours were completely different. So it was like, all right. I'm technically not losing money because I'm not having to do like, I'm not having to do so much more to make that money. But, um, dude, so that was Friday that she told me I didn't have the job and then legitimately Monday. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sitting there boohooing all weekend. Then she calls me Monday at like 1245 in the afternoon. She's like, so that guy failed his test. Uh, he failed his test. Um, uh, presuming that you can pass a drug test, uh, you're good to go. And I'm like, Oh, there's no presuming about that. Like, I got you. Like, we're good. I'll wring it out of a diaper. If I have to, that's how bad I needed that job. (laughs) Oh shit. But you know, but so I, I, I did well, a lot of the COVID stuff, man, it, I, I, I harp on it a lot because I do think it changed the way that people think about work. It changed the way that people think about companies, but I will openly admit I was truly blessed in that situation. But just like you, man, I mean, I was sitting at, so my, my social media story, TikTok and, and Facebook and all that legit. Um, so I've, I've done stand up since I was 
in my twenties. I mean, I did it all throughout college. Um, and I did it while I did it way before COVID. I, I actually started my own. I got told I, I was going to, I was going to comedy zone in Charlotte, which is like the big comedy club in the city that, I, you know, that I'm near Charlotte, still a 45 minute drive for us. But, uh, it, it's like, that's the only place that has a comedy club. So I was going to Charlotte doing my stuff, uh, doing the open mics. I had a couple features and then I got fed up with it, dude. Like, you know, you, as a dad, you know, the juice has got to be worth the squeeze any time away from my kids on a day that I am off, it needs to be worth doing. So I was doing these yep. shows. I was doing these shows for free at comedy zone. I was actually even paying to play. Like that's how bad it was. I was buying tickets to the show that I was on so that I could actually go to the show. So Jesus. I would, spend, yeah, I would spend 50 bucks and buy two front, like two front row, uh, uh, two front row tickets. And if I bought tickets, the booker of the show would let me on the show because I bought tickets and he would give me five or 10 minutes. And dude, I would like not to, not to toot my own horn, but I had so many people that are like, man, the five minutes isn't enough. Like you're hilarious. We got to do more. And I got fed up with it. So I started my own promotion. Um, I, I went and, uh, I went and bought a PA system and I, I old school advertising. I printed out a whole bunch of flyers. I took them to bars and I took them to places that, uh, bars and breweries. And I took them to places like I got a PA system. I can do comedy. Like you guys have nothing going on on a Tuesday night, right? Cause like trivia is on Wednesday. Y'all got nothing going on on a Tuesday night. Give me the stage and let me just put a jar out. Like think of me like a horrible musician. <laughs> and I would, I just sat there. I do my set. There were people drinking. There was football games on behind me. It was, it was horrible, but it took off because it was just, social commentary and, and making people laugh and telling jokes. And I had all these other comedians that were just as hungry as I was. So it went from me doing a show by myself to me and three or four other guys. And then we started doing these things called showdowns to where I would legit um, put out Mason jars on the tables. And I got, I think the biggest one we had, we had 20 comedians from North, South, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, West Virginia. I mean, that's just how many people were so hungry for stage time. We ended up having like 20 guys do it. And, um, dude, it just, it took off. We were doing it. We were doing it every other week, big shows and everything like that. And it got, it got the attention of, of the bigger people in the Charlotte area. And then that, that, that's really when it started coming, the juice is worth the squeeze. And, um, it came down to the point to where I was like, man, I'm writing new material every week. A lot of these guys are coming out and doing the same thing. I felt stale and stagnant. Cause I'm like, I got to come up with at least another 10 minutes, you know, at least another 10 minutes. And, um, so I, I kind of, I kind of veered away from it for a little bit. And, um, just because like the juice is worth the squeeze. If I'm out here doing this, I, I'm yep. going to do it. So I pulled away from it. COVID happened. I was sitting at the house. I'd never done any TikTok or social media video. I'd never filmed any of it. And um, a situation happened. And this, this, is, this is legit, the video that took off for me. A situation happened at my kid's school to where I got a phone call. Now, working night shift, I get a phone call at 8 o'clock in the morning after dropping him off. 
after dropping him off, I get a phone call from the principal and she goes, we need you to show up to the school. There's been a situation with your son. You need to be here ASAP. And I'm thinking as a dad, he's been in a fight. Something has happened. I got to come up here. I get to the school. She won't tell me what's wrong. I get to the school and she's holding up a bag of evidence like he's done something completely wrong, and it's a Reese's peanut butter cup. What the fuck? I know. I said the same thing. It's a Reese's peanut butter cup that was in his Lunchable, and she's like, do you know what this is? Ma'am, I'm 285 pounds, depending on what scale I jump on. I guarantee you I know exactly what that is. That's a Reese's peanut butter cup. Um, and if you let me taste it, I'll let you know where it was made. <laughs> I am this. But because it is a nut-free school and because of peanut allergies, they considered bringing a Reese's peanut butter cup just as dangerous as bringing a firearm into the school. And and you guys are like a, you guys are like a right to bear arms state, aren't you? Well, I got this big flag right behind me and a couple other things. I think most people know how I feel about uh, firearms. So you're yeah. all about that pew pew. I'm all about that pew pew life to an pew, extent. Pew like, yeah, I, I got kids. I understand too. I like, I, I'm not sitting here and, and carrying, but if you're going to sit and tell me that a Reese's peanut butter cup is as dangerous as a AR, because that's what she kept telling me, my comedy mind just took over. And I started writing jokes about this situation. Like, I'm like, so you mean to tell me that like, you know, when I was in school, we were worried about Columbine. We were worried about like the trench coat mafia. Now we out here with these peanut kids, we got the trail mix mafia. Is that what we got going on? <laughs> you know, you got, and just all these horrible peanut joke references kept coming. Like, you know, you already know how rednecks are. If you're going to sit and talk about peanut allergies being da dangerous, you're going to end up having a whole bunch of rednecks with a freaking Mr. Peanut make America great again. Trump flag going on with Mr. Peanut on it. You know, <laughs> this, you know, this, we shall defend, you know, packing paydays and almond joys in their back pocket. And it, that video just went nuts for me because it was just, a, it, it was edgy enough to where people were like, are you kidding me? And, and look, if you, if you would legitimately have a peanut allergy, that is that deadly. I get it. I don't want anything bad for your children at all. They're going to start replacing bullets with peanuts. My question is, if your kid is at the point to where the dust off of a Reese's peanut butter cup can send them into anaphylactic shock, why are you sending them to public school? <laughs> it's just I like I know that sounds harsh. I don't want anything bad for anybody's children, but the, the video took off and it was, it's that dopamine rush, dude. And, and it started, it lit up that stand up thing on me and I started doing more stuff. And then I had a lot of people reach out to me about HR stuff. Cause they're like, dude, you, like I said, I had a lot of people who were already talking to me about being fed up with work. And this was all during the mix of COVID. And it really just kind of took off to the point to where I started doing the, the social commentary about work. I started seeing a lot of your videos out there floating around too. And I'm like, Oh, this is a guy who completely understands what we're going through. Hell yeah, man. I, I self-deprecate. I, I drag everybody into the shit with me, you oh, know, absolutely. like mainly the safety guy. I'll, I'll just bring them Tricky all in. Hey man, guy. you know, none of us, none of us are 
you know, we, we should all be shitting on e- ourselves and each other. Oh, <laughs> that sounds kind of kinky, actually. But I'm not in it. I watched that video one time in the in the strange parts of the web. I don't I don't want to look that <laughs> one again. Hey, I got a quick question for you. Quick, quick question. Uh, do you know what viscosity is? Viscosity? It sounds like a SAT word that I probably got wrong. So <laughs> you're gonna have to tell me. So it's like the the density or the thickness of a load. Really? Yeah. That all right. So I'm gonna start using that to make it uh to make it sound really good here soon. All right. Let's 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 hear what you got. Let's hear what you got. All right. The the, the viscosity is that is that the word? I want to make sure I have it right. Yeah, you could say like, oh, that load was really viscous, or the viscosity of that load. Yeah. Well, I I I tell you what, the 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 viscosity of the load that I take at work every day is enough to uh, use as mouthwash. It is it is quite quite good. I've seen some people who are in management take take a load that I thought they could gargle with. Like I'm like, man, where you know. Where where are your knee pads, brother? Because those are definitely getting used today. Like I, I saw a little roller scooter underneath uh, uh, the boss's desk one time, and I really like. I wanted to tag it up and put like the safety guy's name all over it. It was great, you know, like one of the little chairs that you sit on when you're having to do like low low man work down on the bottom. Yeah. yeah. Our boss man uses it as a footrest but he keeps it underneath his desk and I, I i may or may not i cannot confirm or deny it was me who tagged it with the safety guy's name on it <laughs> i love it so where i'm going with this is the podcast is sponsored by the huh? mudman and the mudman deals in the viscosity the viscousness of drilling mud or fluid on the drilling rigs and uh, I'm not. I gotta ask him if he if it, if it changed yet. But you could find him at www.mudmanmarket.com, or if it's changed, check it out mud mudmarket.com. And uh, you know, go check them out for all your drilling fluid and laboratory testing equipment needs. The Mudman's got your back, and he helps with the thickness of your load. I would say that the Mudman's got your back and your front. Oh shit. You that, go listen to that. I'm going to help him out. That was 54 minutes and yeah. 17 seconds in. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that 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 needs to be on a T-shirt. The Mudman's got your back and your front. There you go. Oh the, man, hey, of his mud is quite. The, he, he could put it. He could put it on a T-shirt. The Mudman measuring the thickness of your hole. Yeah. Right? Oh. Me- measuring the thickness of your hole is well. Your hole is his goal. That's already one. But like. Your hole is his goal. That is that is an amazing T-shirt. Well, that's like an oil field in general thing. Oh, your yeah, hole yeah, is, yeah. Your hole is my goal, or your hole is our goal. My favorite part is I work on a back truck, so I say a lot of, uh, "Hey, you want me to come suck you off? Hey, uh, you want me to you want me to come take your load? You want to take my load? Hey, come suck me off, you know." And you know, there's a lot of time where I put the end of that back hose on people's butt cheeks and, right. Yeah. That is fantastic. You have a you, my my friend, are a national treasure. Like oh, I, I have a I have a uh, series on my main TikTok page on Dick Frost eighty nine. Um, it's called What's He Sucking Now? And Sorry, I totally don't want to interrupt your podcast with with my wife's not non sensory, but uh, it's all she, good. 
she she come over here and uh she, she come no she came over here to uh back here in the back office to to hit print on our uh our orders for the day and it has just continued to go off i've had to like mute my mic and it, it has been louder and louder and louder and she's finally done and i'm like are you are you happy now like don't even worry about it man don't even worry about it buddy you know that's we're we're blue collar guys you know oh, my dude, podcast you. my body my podcast isn't perfect i'm not perfect the sounds in the background it's life happening baby you're doing it at home Hell well, how's cares. everything going on your end, man? I mean, like, let, let's really talk for a couple minutes. I mean, I know you and I both have the same, like, the same goal. Like, I know, I, I think there's a lot of people out there that have the same goal. Dude, I don't want to punch a clock forever. How about you? I definitely don't want to punch a clock forever, man. That's kind of, sort of, you know, my content, uh, my, my job is now in the way of my content. So I'm trying to make that. You know, yeah. we're trying to navigate around that. I, I know people who have, who have thrown the the clock, the punch card away, and 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 the timesheets, and made a full time go, and it's it's doing pretty good. Um, you know, um, I think we're there. I think I think if I if I I just gotta get the balls to do it. You know, I gotta mm -hmm. walk away. I can make a serious go of it. Um, you know, I know, I know I could do it full time, man. And then the podcast is part of that. You know, the podcast well, it, is, exactly. is part of the future goals. You know, the future goal of that, I think, would be to, you know, uh, put more into it, you know. And and I don't know. I don't know if I want to walk away from the whole blue collar life completely. Maybe walk away from the being out of town and away from my family for weeks and a month or more at a time. Um, you know, I, I think... I think work has always got to be a part of that. You know, dirty hands, clean money, got to keep the mind active, got to keep the hands busy, you know, ADHD and shit. I but, um, there. Yeah. but I think, you know, I think of, there's a lot of people too with the dirty hands and clean money. It's one of those things you just, you know, maybe you get your hands dirty for somebody else is the, is the question. Um, I think that's the goal that so many of us have. I know, you know, the, the ultimate goal for me, man, I, I, I want to do stand up full time, dude. Like the content for me is hopefully going to get to the point to where I'm waiting to be invited into like the cool kids club. You know, there are certain creators on the, on all these platforms that you see that have the, the following and they are doing it full time. Yep. And you know that you, uh, God love them. Justin danger. Nunley is one of those guys who has really kind of set the bar for a lot of us to go, Oh, dude, this is a this is a full time gig for Justin. Like, Scott D. Henry, Scott D. Henry's yeah. up there too. Yeah, I, I love Justin Nunley. You, wow, man, great content, dude. Just you know, I, I'll be honest, and, and and I've I've gone on record to say it before too. When he first started, dude, I don't know if you want to call it the the green eyed monster, the envious monster, dude. I there there are radio clips and 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 podcast clips of me just trashing this dude because I'm like. All you're doing is giving us a fact, but what he has done with his content like recently, and, and it really like once he pulled the veil back, I, I, I fell in love with the guy because it's like I, at first I didn't like it because I'm like, dude, you're interrupting videos and, and like it, it's like that reaction stuff where you're like, yep. you know, you see the guys who have the video playing in the background and they're listen to that. Yeah, like you, you're not adding anything to the content. But when you have, like, what, what he has started doing is great, dude. And what he's done for other creators. That's why I say I'm I'm trying, I'm, I'm waiting for my invite into the Cool Kids Club, Justin. 
Because, yep, like, I mean, yep. he, he's got Udi with him. He's got Goose. He's got Savage Mom Heather. Um, I know that uh, Taco's a, a part of that group. I'm like, dude, I, and that's what I'm hoping to be able to start doing in a blue-collar way. Like, that's why I love working with you and Marshall and and some of the other guys that I've been able to connect with that I want to, you know, do more stuff like this. Could you imagine all of us together at one point in time just, like, roasting each other and doing blue-collar? Like, I call it job site humor. To where well, it really like, is just nothing but innuendos. That's like Larry the Cable Guy, right? We get Larry the Cable Guy. I'm, I'm trying to get him on my podcast right now, actually. Larry the Cable Guy, that message has been sent, and I'm hoping it comes out. But, you know, like you said, like, you know, worm your way in with some, with some guys that are up there doing that kind of stuff. And, you know, I've kind of found that I found who – I can't say that I've worked my way in there – but I'm definitely like rubbing shoulders with them. They know who I am. We've talked, okay. we've communicated, we've, we, we've got there. We're, we're on t- talking terms. I'm, I'm, I got into dirty hands, clean money. I've got a, a discount code now. And when I joined that elusive uh, group chat that dirty yeah. hands, clean money has, and I came in there and I saw all these guys that I follow that follow me back. Some of them have been on my podcast right and it's like shit man this is cool right and like we're talking like rough iron dude. love yeah. that fucking guys love that guy man we're talking you know, rough I, iron I wouldn't mind, I, I wouldn't mind being uh, being involved in in, the, in that group too man i mean if you want to if you want to help a brother out you know like invite somebody to the the, the cool kids club hey you know, man I, i'm down with I can, it i can put it out i can put out the word buddy put, i can put, 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 out, put the the word. Word out man because uh, that let me tell you what like uh, I am a I am a hoodie fan. I watched your video of getting uh getting that dirty hands clean money stuff, and I'm like, I kind of need a hoodie now. So I'm gonna I'm definitely using your uh your discount code to to go ahead and make an order. Hell yeah! So actually, right now, and this is fucking October 24th or 25th. I can't I don't know what day it is. Um, but, but the troll clothing, um, Halloween's sale is officially on and if you use the code spooky 15 you save yourself 15 percent instead of my 10 but if you go and use my link it still counts as and and use spooky 10 on my link it still counts towards like you know using my code so i I thought that was pretty cool that is cool man and and all y'all who who hear this podcast if you think to yourself, man, I, I love these guys and I wish there was a way I could support these guys more. Look, when we do get to partner up with with companies and they give us discount codes and stuff like that, man, it, it that is the best thing that you can do for a content creator is to go in there and, you know, like like myself, man, we we run stickers. Like that that's something that me and my wife do here at the house um just to get them out there, but when you get these discount codes and these things like that, dude, like look at that hoodie. That's a good looking hoodie. And if you think if you think you want one and you want to help Mr. Frost out there, you know, go cop, go cop one of those and let them know that, uh, you know, Frosty sent you over there. That's the stuff that gets these other companies looking at you. If you can, if you can do that, and it makes it to where that dream, that dream that all of us have of, of not punching a clock for anybody but yourself, man, that's the kind of stuff that gets you, chasing that dream a little bit more that's that's my that's that is my promo perch you know promo merch uh push for today is 
if you have a, if you know somebody, you know, that is, is doing this and they, they're lucky enough to, to partner up with a company, man, like that is the best way you can support them. Amen to that. You, you have like, thanks that dude, that's amazing. That's huge. I, I appreciate the hell out of that. And also, you know, I got the heat wave code, you know, he waves the glasses, the glasses I wear in all my videos. Frost dude, 10, those, Frost you, know, you know, as a, uh, as a sunglasses connoisseur myself, like uh, that, that I think that is honestly one of the, the one of the ways that I, I found you to begin with was somebody had sent me one of your videos and they were like, hey, man, this guy's wearing sunglasses in all his videos, too, because for me as the night shift guy, dude, these raccoon eyes do not go away. So ever I got I got so I started doing videos and, and honestly, dude. When I was doing videos, I got so tired of looking at my own face and going like, man, I got a skin tag here, my whole entire. So for me, it was kind of like, like you go invisible. You know what I mean? Like nobody can see, nobody can see my wandering eyes. Nobody can see, you know, any of that. So it, it, really, it was really one of those things. That's why everybody always asks me why I wear sunglasses in my videos. And that's it, dude. Like, I can I can be myself and not worry about them. Yeah, but that's I mean, dude, that's the thing. Like you wear it, and then I can't tell you how many people in my comments come in and they're like, "Why are you wearing sunglasses all the time?" Now, it, when you're on the oil field and like when I'm on a loading dock or something like that, dude, I don't think people understand how much you how much of your day is spent outside. Oh yeah, well, all of my day. Right? All yeah. of my night, all of my day. And, you know, I never used to be a sunglasses guy, actually. Like, you know, I'd wear like just the regular safety glasses or my prescriptions, you know, I'd just wear those. And, uh, you know, it wasn't until Heat Wave was like landed in my lap, essentially. Um, you know, it's like, fuck it, let's give it a try. Why not? Right. And I can tell you something I lose safety glasses left, right, and center. Oh, absolutely. But when they're those ones, I don't lose them. No. And uh, they've changed my life. I'll never not wear sunglasses outside at work. I know. Especially in the wintertime. It's For Canada. Me, yeah. For it's Canada. Me, it's, it's sunny. Well, it's the, the, yeah. the, 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 the snow, the, the reflection coming off the snow and hitting you in the face. It's bright. For me, it's welding. I spend a lot of my night welding. And, like, you know, so I wear my welding hood and I have my mask on all the time. And then I get so used to having it on my head. And then I found some welding glasses that were actually just glasses. And I'm like, oh, I don't have to wear this crap. Because when I, by the time they call me to come and weld something closed, it's usually in a, hey, can you come do this as soon as possible situation? It's yeah. never, it is never, hey, can you make this as pretty as possible? Or, hey, you know, this needs to be amazing. No, it needs to be, hey, this thing's about to blow up if you don't go ahead and seal this up. So can you go ahead and jump on this as, as, as quick as possible? So I, I got that. That's where the sunglasses came from me is I found a, a, a company that just had welding sunglasses. So I had to lug everything around. And then I just got to the point to where I was wearing them on my head all the time. And I'm like, OK, cool. So now I can do all of this. Um. So speaking of which. Night, you said night shift, right? And we've mm -hmm. talked about this before, but how many years of night shift are we talking? Um, all right. So with the jail, I was on night shift. The metal refinery, I was on night shift. Currently on night shift. If you add up all of it together, 
it has been, I think my wife did the math on it the other day and it's, it's somewhere around 18 years that I've, I've done night shift. 18 I, years of night shift and I get bitchy after one or two nights. Oh dude. Uh, well see for me, night shift, if, if you go and watch the night shift videos, dude, night shift's just a different breed of people. Yep. Honestly, if I went to day shift, I probably would be fired within the matter of minutes. I am a walking HR violation. I, I do not, uh, I reserve the right to keep my mouth shut. I, I do not practice that right. I have, a <laughs> I have a tendency to call it like I see it. And, and that's honestly what's kept me on nights for so long is, is I've always kind of been like a night shift Lorax. You know, I speak for the guys on night shift because they're there, you know, we're asleep when the safety meetings are happening. We're asleep when the company meetings are happening. And, um, you know, so when I got to crew lead, which is like a shift lead is basically like you are not a foreman, but you are kind of in charge of the guys. Like it's a senior position with us to where like I'm training people and I'm, I'm there to make sure guys are, are doing what they're supposed to do. I, it, it is all the responsibility with none of the money is what it is. You know, all the responsibility, none of the money, but it just got to the point to where like for me with night shift, the, the guys that were coming in and that I was training, I, I got to a point to where I didn't feel safe leaving and going to day shift. Cause I'm like, you guys aren't going to get taken care of if I go to day shift. Yeah. Like they're hiring a lot of these guys now that have zero experience. They're hiring them right off the street. Um, they have zero experience, zero work ethic. And, you know, at the end of the day, everything in blue collar world is, I, I like to call it the hot and heavy rule. Everything is hot. Everything is heavy. Everything can kill you. And uh, there's a lot of people who do not, they, they take, they take advantage and they take for granted how quickly things can go from bad to dead. Oh, yeah. And I, I had a guy one time, dude, he's driving an overhead crane. He had about 18,000 pounds, like just hoisted over my head as I'm down in a hole waiting for him to bring it to me so I can guide it to where it needs to go. And the dude like stops what he's doing, puts the, puts the crane box down as I'm still down here, no communication, no conversation in between us. And now this thing's just floating over my head and he's, he's texting his girlfriend. Oh, fuck. And just dude, I can zero, yeah, zero regard for anyone's zero life. Zero regard for it. And of course, you know, going back to that nepotism, um, of course, he's somebody's cousin or somebody's whatever. So I chew, I chew his ass out about safety. I chew his ass out about everything else. And then I get written up in the morning for in uh, for I get written up in the morning for what do they call it? it basically, for lack of a better word, um, conduct unbecoming is, is what I, I believe they called it. Yeah, I should not have spoke to him that way. And I'm like. Y'all are hiring these people. This motherfucker sat with y'all for 45 minutes and y'all looked at him and somebody from our company who makes decisions for our company sat and said, this is exactly what the fuck we need. You know? <laughs> well, shit, man. They probably looked at him and be like, oh, this guy's going to fuck up at some point and it's going to be major. Um, there's a pretty good chance he's going to be sitting around this table with us eventually at, oh, yeah. in management. You know, like... <laughs> uh, and, and so 
for me, it's really one of the reasons. And then the, the culture on night shifts a little bit different, man. We really are caffeine fueled, rage filled little monsters. And um, I think that's the oil field in general. Yeah. I mean, it's blue collar America in general, you know, and, and the oil field exactly. Yeah. Gas station yeah. sandwiches. Oh. Yeah. Four monsters just to get you to normal, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you put, you put a lipper in just you know you, you hadn't smoked in years. You put a lipper in just because you want that buzz to be able to keep going, man. I need something Ow. to make you feel alive. I worked 170 hours in just over seven days. There's only 168 yeah. hours in seven days. You know yeah. what I mean? Like what sleep, bro? You know, it was exactly. like, hey, you know, give me all the Red Bulls. Give me, give me yeah. whatever. You know, and what you said, you need something just to make you feel alive, man. In camp, I don't pay for anything. Right. So there are times where I literally need I, I'll, I'll go I'll drive into town. I'll go to the store and I'll buy a two dollar chocolate bar because mm. I need to spend some of the money that I just destroyed my body to make. And I, and I think that's really the, the, the thing with me with night shift is, is it's that, dude, it's a it is a different personality. We are definitely the fuck around and find out society. We're the people who are like the island of misfit toys like that that is what we are of the people on night shift it's you know I, I i jokingly tell people if you want it done right you get it done at night i mean there's a reason why all the bad shit gets set for night shift and it, it's not because we won't do it it's because they know that we'll do it i mean we're the, there's no osha or mesh on night shift so they they understand that you know I might bend the rules to get some things done. You don't really want to know how it got done. You're not going to ask how it got done. You're just going to be glad it got done. Yep. Yep. Well, there's that sound right now on TikTok being like, okay, we need to stick together on this. No pointing fingers. It's like, you're a problem. Yeah, right. Exactly. And and that's, that's how I have used that sound. It's like, you know, we need to get, all right, guys, we need to figure out how we're going to get this job done um, as safely as possible, you know, the right way. And it's like no point in fingers. And then when I look at safety, I'm like, you're a problem. You're a problem. You're a big problem. You're a big problem. It's time to step aside. Yeah. So safety the- is definitely it. Our safety guy, dude, our safety guy, uh, he follows me. He follows me on TikTok. It makes me giggle when he jumps in on, on some of my videos because I'm like, you realize I'm talking about you, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, I, I love it when I'm on site. And like I travel around to different sites and I see different people yeah. all the time. It's great. And, you know, when I come on a site and, you know, people recognize me like, hey, there's Dick Frost, right? And then the safety guy usually comes over and he's like, so make any videos today, right? Like, you know, and I've actually had a consultant come over and be like, hey, you want me to hold the camera for you? Like, he just wanted to be a part of it. And I'm like, heck yeah, man, let's go. I love it, though. Like, I I had one. um, I do not get recognized a lot. And a lot of the times I have... I will say that I, a lot of the times I have my kids and stuff with me and I definitely, I've had people message me and they're like, Hey, we saw you at Walmart. Hey, we saw you at Target, but you had yep. your kids with you and, and we didn't want to, you know, we don't want to interfere because uh, for as public as my life is, is as private as I try to keep like my kids out of it. I've got an eight year old and I've got a one that's about to be 16 and it's like, the little one thinks what I do is awesome. He's like, dad, videos are great. This is so cool. You're going to be like Mr. Beast. My oldest is at the point to where he's worried about what girls think of him. And he's like, dad, you're, you're, you're embarrassing me. I'm like, you have no idea how much more I can embarrass you, son. My kids want to be a part of my videos as much as possible. Like if I ever want to like 
stare at my phone for a few minutes and my kids are like looking for my attention to be like, Hey, and, and, and like my wife is getting mad that I'm looking at my phone. I just like, don't worry. We're, we're the kids and I are making a video right now. Oh yeah. I like, and it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I can't put, I can't put the little one on TikTok anymore. Cause their community things have gotten weird to where like you have to be a certain age now, but uh, yeah. little man will jump on some Facebook videos every now and then. Um, he, he thinks he's a comedian. He, he loves to do, we call them lame jokes of the day and it's just horrible dad jokes. And I'm like, go for it, man. Give me three horrible jokes, but you know, and, and we'll, we'll put them up out that way. I know it's, it's not always my original content, but I think a lot of people look at it and they're like, this is just a dad trying to have fun with his kid, man. That's all. They so, sort of like Jeremy Littell. Yeah. Just uh, this is a dad trying to have fun with his kid. That's all this is, man. I, I'm like, you know, we were talking about like rubbing shoulders with like yeah. some bigger creators and stuff like that. Like I'm friends with Jeremy Littell. Oh, like fantastic. I have his phone number. We snap each other. He's coming on the podcast. He's just been very busy. Um, I go live with him sometimes, you know, shout out to Dave, the upcycler actually, who, you know, knew that I was trying to get the attention of Jeremy Littell and Jeremy and him had become friends already. And one night I'm like laying there, I'm at home, finally relaxing. I'm, I'm next to my wife. We're chatting and I got no clothes on. And, uh, Dave texts me. He's like, get in my live now. It's like 11 o'clock at night. So get in my live now. I'm like, bro, I'm half asleep. I'm laying next to my wife. He's like, get in my live now so i'm like whatever so i i put on a shirt i go in his live jeremy latell is live with him I'm like son of a bitch jeremy's and then dave shouted me out and was like jeremy you need to follow this guy this guy loves you and and like i think you guys would be good you guys would connect good and so he follows me but it was on my backup account i'm like no so i get out i jump back in and he follows my main and then um you know uh after a little while, he gives me tips on we're on Facebook and yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, on Snapchat and stuff like that, and and we chat and you know it's good. It's all oh, man, you, but we got to realize too, right? The bigger you get, the bigger I get, yeah. right? The bigger he gets. We're all just people, right? I, so I, it's I think like, that's the thing that you don't find in the in the social media community that that I wish would be there's a lot of gatekeeping, you know, and that's the part that I can't stand. There's a lot of people who, uh, th there's a lot of people who are afraid you're going to steal what they have. And, and I think we can all with, have it. There's enough of the pie here, man. Well, and I think with what you do and, and I hope with what I do and, and, and people like Jeremy as well, it's like, we're, we're out here doing our own stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like as a, as a stand up comedian, which I, I always try to put that first, like as a stand-up comedian, dude, I'm writing new jokes every day. Is everything I write freaking Netflix special worthy? No, but you know, I can throw it out there and I can know if this, if this topic even works, you know, I, I got one that I've been working on for a while now about my son. And, and it's like, I can do these videos and I can see, and, and it's the, uh, it's the the one I did the other day that you jumped in on as well. The the honey badgers. These kids who were born during COVID and like They're during different. lockdown are built different. Like yeah. I know my son's a little bit older than than your daughters, but so no, my youngest was born two days prior to the pandemic. Yeah, little man, little man didn't get to start kindergarten or first grade because of the pandemic. So he was legit at home with me 
why my wife is working all the time. So like I had a severance package and, and all this other stuff trying to look for a job. And like, he's, he's hanging out watching Jerry Springer and Price is Right and trying to do zoom kindergarten all while hanging out with this disgruntled 30 something who just lost his job. So they're built different, dude. He is, he is a monster, man. So yeah. like it, it, you know, those jokes like that are, are things that I can throw out. And I'm like, I got this concept. I don't know how to, you know, how to make it work. And I can throw those out on social media, man. There, there's a lot of gatekeeping, but I love it when content creators can come together and, and like really talk and do these yep. podcasts and, and run ideas behind each other. Like, you know, Hey man, I got, I got this idea, you know, you're, I had a, I, I, I'll be honest. There's a couple of videos that you've done that I've honestly kicked myself for. Cause I'm like, dude, I totally wanted to film in a port john the other day. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of videos where I see like, I don't know, you know who Johnny Tsunami is? Yeah. He'll make a bunch and then Slim Brick will make a bunch and there'll be a bunch of guys who will make a bunch. And I'm like, fuck, I had that idea. I know. I was just waiting for the right sound or something to come along. He found the perfect sound, made it work. And I'm like, okay, but, and, but, Rough Iron and I were talking about this on my, uh, a few a, a couple months ago on the podcast. He will see a video that I've done, save it, and then like wait a whole fuck ton of time, and then he'll do it too, right? Yeah. Right, and and I'm like, okay, that's cool. And so like I've started doing that now too. Like, okay, I'm gonna save that sound. I'm coming back for it in a few months, or I've waited up to a year to do a video once that I've seen someone else do. I don't know if you see my video where it's like when I steal the safety guy's phone and I try to unlock it with the facial recognition. And then I put the clown emoji filter yeah. on and it opens the phone. I stole that off someone who stole that off someone else a year prior to me stealing. Uh, it so that, him. You know, that's the, that, that's the, the thing that every now, do you get the people in the comments every now and then that, that will hit you with the, that's somebody else's video or unoriginal content. I'm like, everybody's everybody's stuff there. I used to get mad about it. Now I've, there's still, there's still one creator who I, I just don't talk to because he legit word for worded. Who's like it? A, who is it? Uh, name I'm drop. Gonna name drop. I'm name not going to call him out. Name I'll tell drop. you, I'll tell you off air because I'm pretty sure that, uh, I'm pretty sure that person's involved in that cool kids club. Oh, although okay. his page is completely like his page is completely taking a horrible turn, but, um, dude, like straight up word for word. Like I put the video up, I put the video up at like 12 o'clock at 1205. He puts it up and it's, it's not using a sound. It is like, it is an original joke that I wrote and he is telling the joke word for word. Like he had put that thing in trans, like Google translate and got a script and, and like read it word for word. And then I'm getting blown up in my video and they're like, this is so-and-so's video. And I'm like, no dude, look at the timestamps, bro. Look at the timestamps. So what you're saying about gatekeeping too as well, right? So I don't know. Do you, do you listen to the blue collar angst podcast? Yeah. 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 I love that. That guy was on my podcast like oh, a dude, few you, weeks you, ago. You're rocking these podcasts like nuts, dude. I, I gotta, I gotta step up my podcast game. Oh dude. Anyway. So we were talking on there about it. Um, you know, about collaboration and, and, you know, uh, no gatekeeping is so dumb you know like collaborating is the way to go you know you're yeah, doing absolutely. what i'm doing we're gonna we're gonna link up you're eventually gonna see each other's stuff you know i admire you in what you're doing and vice versa whatever and he's like you know what like those people at the top 
people at the top, they're collaborating. They see the value in collaborating. In collaborating, the, exactly. The people at the bottom are competing, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, why, you know, why would we have separate tables, right? We could all build a fucking table, sit at it together, and bounce shit off each other like you said, you know? Well, and I think, you know, especially with, with like the stand-up comedy stu- stuff, joke writing for me is one of those things that like I have notebooks everywhere, dude. I, I write jokes every day and, and I try to challenge myself as a comedian to like try to find topics that are out of my comfort zone and write a joke about that. You know, I've got I've got political stuff that I will never put up just because I try to avoid I try to I try to avoid politics all day long, you know, like especially on social media. Those are soapbox issues you're never going to change somebody's opinion on. And, and I, I can talk about my beliefs until I go blue in the face, but it's not going to change the way I feel. It's not going to change the way somebody else feels. So yeah. I have like, I have jokes that I write all day long. And then I'm like, dude, I I can't really tell this one. It doesn't fit for my brand. Like, you know, they're, they're, it doesn't work for what I'm doing, but like in the, in the comedy world, dude, I, I, I send stuff to people all the time. And I'm like, I've got guys who send stuff to me. They're like, Hey, this happened, but it'd be funnier if it happened to a boy. I have a little girl. And since I have a little girl, it's kind of gross. Like little yeah. girls don't do fart jokes, but little boys do. And, you know, I'm like, okay, cool. You know? So I love collaborating with people. I love, I love running ideas off of people. Um, dude, I love seeing people be successful, like truthfully more than anything. And and that's what kills me with the the gatekeeping stuff more than anything. I love seeing people be successful at what they want to do because, you know, your level of success and my level of success is going to be two different things because what, what we're both going for is something completely different. Yep. You know? And, and, and I tell people that all the time. They're like, dude, you know, you, you got this following, you're doing, you're doing what you're doing, man. That's great. And I'm like, I, I love, I love every one of the people who follow me, but like, for me, I never feel satisfied. Like I want to be on stage. That's what I want. Like, I love the fact that I can tell jokes in, in the comfort of my office or in the comfort of my car. I want to be on stage. I, I, I want to be like, hey, hey, Frost, I'm coming to Canada, man. We're we're gonna hang out and party and have a good time while while so, I'm there in Canada. Like, and, and that's the part of it that I'm hoping to to accomplish in this coming year is to do a lot more travel and a lot more live show stuff. Like this podcast is amazing, but you know what would make this podcast even cooler is doing person. it in, yeah in person. Dude, we have never done an in-person show yet. Um, well, my wife and I have twice, but um, we we three times actually. We've, but other than that, I haven't done an in-person show yet with a guest, and I've heard that it's game-changing. The atmosphere is insane, and once you do it once, you're gonna want to do it all the time. And man, we're working on that actually. I can't really talk about what's in the yeah. works for episode fifty. It's still not happened happening yet, but. I'm hoping that by the time this episode airs, because this will be episode 46, we'll be sure. four weeks away from episode 50. And, um, oh, you're falling down. And uh, we'll be four weeks away from episode 50. And uh, I'm hoping to be doing, I'm hoping to be going to Texas to record episode nice. 50. Nice. Yeah. yeah I, I've, 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 I've lucked out a couple of times, you know. So as the, the night shift guy, I do 
I do a little, I, I put it under the umbrella of what I do. There are some people who know me as the paranormal night shift guy, which is, dude, I, I love doing my ghost stories. They're all fan submitted ghost stories and being night shift. This is how paranormal night shift came up, uh, about. People ask me all the time and it's a real quick story. So I work night shift and on night shift, you and I both know there are things that go bump in the night that you just don't talk about. There are things that go bump in the night that, and we're the ones who bump back. Mm-hmm. Sorry. And that, that, no, dude, that's exactly what I say. I'm like, we're the ones who bump back. I know that's a Hellboy quote. People call it's me Hellboy. Yep. Yep. But I'm like, yeah, like, dude, I, I've worked in, I've worked in corrections. I've worked on loading docks. I've been underneath this, this beautiful earth that we have hanging out in cave. You know, when I worked at the metal refinery, majority of my job was underground. So, you know, when you're going four stories underground, you hear and see things that you just don't want to talk about either. So it's just weird, you know, and, and, and coming to everything that we do brings you face to face with death just about every day. Like, you know, you're like, oh, hey, there he is. That right there probably should have and could have killed me, but it didn't. But the paranormal night shift thing, man, I, I made in one of my night shift videos, I made a, a quote about the full moon crazy shit. I'm like, if you've ever worked night shift on full moon, you'll understand there's things that you just don't want to talk about, you know? Yep. And dude, I got so many messages of like, hey, man, I got a ghost story from work. So it just really kind of became the umbrella of what I do, because I'm like, dude, if I got it, as a content person, if I got 20 stories well, I'm, I got 20 videos now because I got 20 stories to talk about because there are days where you hit that writing, writing block. So I did a couple ghost stories that these people had talked about and it took off. So I was lucky enough. My, I, I brought a, I brought a friend in there. I brought Relarius, uh, Andy Ayers, his, his page is Relarius. And, uh, I brought him in there cause he's, he's real big on YouTube and stuff like that. I didn't know how to do podcasts, but I was lucky enough to do a couple podcasts with him in person. He's down in Florida, so um, I was lucky enough to do a couple podcasts with him in person. And dude, it does. It changes. It changes the dynamic being on um, being on videos. Great. But being there and having having a couple drinks and just like shooting the shit with somebody, it really does become more of the the guy talk conversation and stuff like that. It's the the, the gloves come off when you do them in person, man. And they're really fun. So I, that's yeah. what I'm hoping to be able to do more of in this coming year is. um. I, I love doing like what we're doing right now, man. Just grabbing other content creators, grabbing blue collar guys. Uh, I really want to grab some other comedians that I know do not get the exposure. Um, you, you and I both know on, on, on social media, there is an algorithm. They don't like to talk about it. Yeah. You, can be the funny, you can be the funniest son of a bitch alive, but, and have the funniest joke ever, but it might have only gotten 300 views because the algorithm said you didn't hashtag something right. So yeah. Yep. Yep. I, I feel that dude. And you know, like I, I love, this is the whole point of the podcast, right? I want to talk to my favorite content creators. I want to talk to other blue collar people. Right. And sometimes those people are the same to same oh, thing. Right. And, and I have, this is a blue collar podcast for sure. It's turned oh, into that. Really. It didn't start off that way, you know? Um, and Hey, you know, it started off as, I'll talk to whoever I want to talk to. And it's still yeah. that way. I'll talk to people on that are blue collar. Hell yeah, man. I love chatting with people. You're my favorite content creator. Yada, yada, yada. 
it just so happens to be a lot of my favorite content creators are blue collar. And, you know, um, I had Ben Collect on. He's not blue collar. You know, he's got 20 million followers across the internet. Solid dude. You know, he's got solid dude. Um, Jeremy Littell, I wouldn't call him blue collar. You know, he's got his, his, uh, beef jerky thing going on. He's an actor now, you know, he's doing that kind of stuff. Um, I've had quite a few non-blue collar people on the podcast, right? He's a, just, he's a talent agent now too, is he not? He's a talent agent now too. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got to tell, you got to tell him next time you talk to him that uh, I totally tried to fill out their application and it keeps sending me back. So that there's a glitch somewhere in there. It never let me submit it, but I, I know Jeremy and I'm trying, I'm trying, buddy. It's, you got it's, Snapchat? Um, no. Um, but I, for you, I can have whatever you need me to have, brother. Oh. I, I'm, I'm trying to find, I, you know, it really is for me. I'm, and not to harp on it too much, man. I'm trying to know what to take. You know, what do I do to get to the next level, man? I'm, I'm on that march to a million right now. I think I'm like at 800 something, and I yeah. just, I feel like I've hit in a brick wall of like, I want, I want to know what, what's next. And I think doing things like this podcast, that's why I'm so grateful that you even reached out to me. I'm like, oh. There are people that do what I do that like what I do. Oh and fuck yeah, man! Of course, it, of course. It, that that's that's truly the biggest thing, man. I, I love collaborating and talking to people and 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 things like that because if you gatekeep and if you you know if you do all that stuff, man, you never know the opportunities that you can come across and do other things, man. Amen to that. You know, that that's what uh, I love the guys like Jeremy and Justin and and Goose and those guys because. They have been very transparent with their knowledge. He's got the talent agency thing. And, you know, I'd love, I'd love anybody to look at my videos and go, Hey, this is what you can do different. Cause let's be honest, this is a new frontier for all of us. Right. Oh, fuck dude. It's, it's insane. You know who I keep trying to reach out to, to see if he can come on my podcast, but have never been able to get a reply out of him. Nicholas McGallis. Um, you know, the guy from Vine, you know, I, mm-hmm. I want to have that chat, you know, where, you know, different eras of social media, you know, like, Hey, when you found success on social media and you blew up and, and all this went yeah. for you, it was Vine, Vine disappeared, right? Where yeah. are you now? How are you, how are you dealing with that? You know, are, are you, you know, when, when, I don't know if the fame and success for him ever went away truly because, know. you know, I, I still see him around every now and then on like X and Instagram, but like, you know, see, he's not in your face constantly. Like, yeah. Must. And is that hard? Is that hard going from like being someone that everyone sees knows and and you see him out on the street and you're like that's Nicholas McGallis man and hello my name is Nicholas and this is ridiculous I got mad gummy money and it is deliciousness right and you know I made that video one time a couple of years ago and 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 Nicholas McGallis is a guy that I just want on my podcast he oh, dude, yeah absolutely he, yeah and he's not blue collar either he's just a content creator. Uh, of of I, I don't know how you would say that content creator of of internet's past right yeah. and and that's just it would that would that fuck him up would that make him depressed yeah. knowing that you know you know people don't view him as a content creator in the now you know well there's a lot of guys like that that were really big on vine and then you know like i, I always go to alabama boss who dude down here you know he was he was he was in line to be the next Larry, the cable guy. That was what a lot of people were saying. And then vine went away. Uh, I saw him on TikTok for a little bit. He, he partnered up with somebody, but it's like, 
dude, what happened to this guy? Like, where where did these guys go who had these millions of followers on Vine and everything like that and Chive? It's like, where did these guys go? What happened to them? Yeah. You know, I, I think that's a great idea, dude. And, uh, you know, that's what I love about doing podcasts that are just, you know, the, that are open form like this to where it's a little bit of everything because you, you come across different ideas and, and things like that. So it, it, it's absolutely really cool to that what you're doing, man. I really am digging what you're doing. And I hope the, the people who listen to the podcast can respect everything you're doing, man. I mean, truthfully, blue collar, you're out here trying to provide for your family. You're chasing dreams that you've, you know, everybody always talks about that first step. And I even heard you talk about it, dude. You, you took the first step, dude. The hardest part is, is grabbing that phone and making that first video. You were terrified, dude. You're oh, terrified. Dude, I'm still terrified to do it while people are watching. I don't mm-hmm. like it when anyone's in the same room. I'm getting better at it. I can make them around my coworkers. I can make them around people that I want in my video. If you're going to be a part of my video, oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I can do it. But if my wife's not going to be in my video and she's standing there, it's like, oh, no. Um, I, want, I got a good idea for a video back home, but it's on one of the busiest intersections in the city. And like, I just, I know I'm probably never going to see those people again. They're just driving by. Right. I still, I, I still get nervous. I got to go out there really early on a Sunday morning when no one's really there and, and, and do it. And I think it'll be a smash hit. Like, I think the video will just take off it, if it doesn't, it doesn't. But I mean, like, it's funny to me and that's all that matters. And, uh, you know, I appreciate that though, man. Like this podcast, it's a lot no, dude, of work. It's, cool. it's, it's a, a lot, lot of work. work people, you know, people don't understand that. And that's, that's one of the, things that like people people think that that there's the it, we live in this instant gratification society and people think that anybody can go up there and just magically do things and let's be honest i mean tiktok got a lot of people thinking that way because you have all these girls dance around in bikinis and it's like you just dance into a cardi b song with your you know in a bikini and you're not actually talent but oh, dude! Like, dude! And I sat there and thought about it myself a couple of times. I'm like, you know, I, oh yeah, I can jack up the, uh, I can bring out the man cannons and be okay with it. You know, yeah, it, yeah. It what it is. Somebody's willing to pay for it, man. Y'all can have pictures of my feet. I'm down with it. You know, it is what it is. I got you got bills to pay. I ain't mad at your hustle. But you know, when you are a content person who's making their own stuff and you're not just using other people's sounds and stuff like that too, it, 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 dude, it gets frustrating sometimes, don't it, dude? Like when you have an idea in your head, like the, your video that you're talking about, like, dude, it becomes your baby. Oh, yeah. I, I can't, I can't tell you how many times my wife has deleted videos and been like, no, you cannot put that up. By the way, yeah. Well, if I make one that I don't think my wife's gonna like, I I usually save it and show it to her first, right? And and there's a couple that I have made that I I didn't see a problem with. I posted. She got back oh, to me almost immediately. Oh, yeah. She's like, hey, that needs to come down. Now. I'm like what? She's like, I don't, I don't, I don't appreciate it, and I think it makes me or us look like this. And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, all right, hey, you know what? There's been times where I fought, I fought it. Oh, you yeah, know, dude. I'll be like, you know what, man? Like, hey, you can't choose the hill you want to die on. You oh, can't dude, choose absolutely. them all. You can't die everyone, right? You no. know, give me, give, let me have some fun. Like for a long time, I couldn't, I couldn't joke around about our sex life. I couldn't, oh. you know, I, I wasn't. That was a no fly zone, right? And then, you know, uh, as as she became more and more a part of my content where she was in my life, she was interacting, she, yeah. she changed her name and she was able to, she made a little bit of content herself and, you know, she became a part of my persona, my, you know, and so that was really good. Then she's like, okay, 
All right. You know, you can you can talk about this a little bit, you know, oh, yeah. and then, you know, so it's it's all right. Cool. Cool. I like that. You know, like the one where I was dancing where it's like, if you want my body and you think I'm sexy and it's like my first night home after a long month away. Right. And I'm like, you know, the first one's for me. Right. And I had to I had made that and I had to save it to my phone. And I was not allowed to post it anywhere except for my Instagram story because it would disappear in 24 hours. Oh, yeah. Right. And so, you know, that was the only way I was able to post that. Now I, I post it everywhere as often as I can. Mrs. McGaha comedy will never be on camera. Like that is her. She's like, I'll, I'll never be on camera. But when I go live every morning after I get off work, I go live on, on socials and dude, everybody loves, she used to not even want to be around but everybody wants to talk to her far more than they do me. She'll chime in and talk to the the fans and you know, she runs the she runs the design shop for the stickers and the t-shirts and everything too. So she is always there doing something, but yeah, she's the same way. And when I was doing stand up, dude, it, that was oh. When I was doing stand up and, and 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 I was doing my own shows, that was her thing. She's like, "I I love you, but there are so many topics that you talk about on stage." that like I'm the lady in the pink shirt in the front row, you know that, right? Like you're going <laughs> home with me at the end of the night. So like, dude, I, I had, I had a joke that I had written that like was a real life story. And she's like, no, never again. And then one of, one of my staple jokes for a while was this joke about, um, I call it the pussier pizza, the, the pussier pizza joke, you know, uh, after 30, I got to the, you know, after 30 years, after 30, I got to a point in my life to where on a Friday night, if I'm given the option of pussy or pizza, there's a good chance that I'm taking pizza. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I like the other thing, but pizza comes with far less nagging and, and, and anything about, you know, anything behind it. Like here's a heartburn. The, yeah. A little heartburn. Absolutely. But here's the thing. Like, you know, I like pizza and you like pizza too. So, you know, what if I told you that you could only eat Papa John's pizza for the rest of your life? That's what it's like being married. That's what it's like being married. <laughs> Papa, John's, Papa John's does not get mad at me if I go eat at Little Caesars. You try that with the other shit. You go eat at Little Caesars yeah. with the other shit, you're never eating Papa John's ever again. You're still never Papa John's, but you are never eating Papa John's <laughs> I mean, and the joke goes on for, for, you know, the joke goes on for a little bit. I talk about hot and ready pizza. I was like, little Caesars has got hot and ready pizza, like hot and ready. It means that it is ready for me to eat it the moment I get it. Um, after, after being married for as long as I have, it's warm and waiting at best, you know, the joke is, is the joke is one that I've been telling now for like, 10 years and I, I finally I finally put it up on on socials and I got a phone call at work and she was like you take that shit down right now or I'll delete your whole account she is like I know that you're not smart enough to know how to get back into your account if I delete your account Holy so shit she's, she's like not you wrong right now oh yeah dude like uh, uh that that's the thing about a blue collar man for every blue collar man there is a blue collar woman behind her behind that man and she runs that man's life i can't tell you what kind of money i have or if i don't have i know that my bills get paid and i'm allowed to buy certain things but and somehow dude, the laundry's done every every yeah, day. exactly how like, does it get done i don't know 
if anything ever happened to my wife, I would have to go talk to her mother and be like, did Amber ever ask you or tell you anything about like bank stuff or like, I'd have to go and ask my mother-in-law. Yeah. Did, did, did you make another one? Yeah. Do you have another one? That's any, like, is, is there one in waiting somewhere? Cause like I would have to be driving around to different banks and just be like, Hey, do we bank here? Cause I have no idea. Like I need to write you a check. Do you, do you have my money? My wife, yeah. run, like, my wife is amazing. And she a hundred percent like runs my life. And oh, yeah. so if, if the, if the content that I make makes her go, no, then I'm like, all right, yeah, well, you know what? Uh, here's here's the deal. It's not going to suck itself, is it? So I'm gonna, you know, it's funny, but I, I got I got to live with you. Yeah, exactly. No, I, it's it's a respect thing, right? Like, you know, she she's not comfortable with it. She doesn't like it. She says no. It comes down. Right? Oh yeah, absolutely. yeah, and yeah. And it goes back up later. You know, it's fine. It's uh, I, yeah. I'll, I'll find I'll, another way. I'll, I'll find, find another way. way. I'll tell that joke on stage one day when she's not around. It's it's all yeah. it's all good. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, she can't come to the mall, right? was the thing <laughs> hey that's a supportive wife <laughs> oh, dude. dude she like i said she runs everything and she like she is uh, she is definitely the management partner that i would want yeah like so because i had gotten screwed out of money doing stand-up so many times it's not even funny and that's when she started coming to all the gigs she's like no we're gonna make sure you're getting paid you're driving to freaking atlanta which is three hour like three hour drive they they are selling tickets with your name on it. Um, yeah, you're you're gonna get paid. Like, forget yeah. this. Yeah, forget oh. this hundred dollars for gas bull crap. Hello. Oh, dude, that's nice. Yeah. Dude, I you got to get one of these like, you got to get one of these like heavy duty ones right here. This thing is like a brick that I have zip tied my microphone to. That's all it is. I <laughs> I gotta get something like that. Um, I'm I'm in a hotel in Grand Prairie right now. And um, the desk, it doesn't just, clip on the way it should. Yeah, it's really weird yeah. how it's working here. Um, but whatever, we're, we've made it work. It's only fallen really once, so that's no. That's I mean, I, I got, I, I have, I've, yeah, I've had the same mic stand before to where it clips onto the desk, and yeah, if, yeah, if that yeah. clip gets weird. It, 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 the springiness behind it drops, and you, it, you have your foam on, and I took mine off to try something out. I don't know how it sounds, but mine's all the way like down into it though. Like I, I I've had a mic like that as well. My my mic the the foam is all the way like down into. You back the, that you back that thing up on us. Um. Yeah. Well, you know this one. This one was a gift because they didn't like the other one I had. So this Welcome. one like with the soundboard and everything that is hooked up to it. Like th this one is what we use when I record like a. I have to record the ads and stuff for our, uh, the, the paranormal night shift podcast. So like Spotify makes me read a whole bunch of ads. Where can you find that besides Spotify? Is it everywhere? Or? It's everywhere. If you go to any of my socials, um, you'll find, you'll find me everywhere, but like, and I have to do the voiceover stuff a lot. So like, uh, I have to use the radio people voice. So the, this mic, it was a gift and it is, is, too expensive for somebody like me who has no idea what they're doing this whole thing was a gift the the headset the mic the soundboard from my sponsor uh the modmanmarket.com don't know if we talked about you know viscous loads yet 
<laughs> we, we've talked about we've talked about giant loads, and we've talked about taking it from the back and the and the front. Like yes, you know, absolutely. How he should put that on a t shirt. How he should hundred percent put that on a t shirt. <laughs> Been there, done that. Got the t shirt. Um. So so where too. what socials are you on, and like what? How can people find you? Should have asked so, that like a long time. Oh no, ago. dude, you're fine. If let let's be honest, if people make it the hour and forty seven minutes we've been recording, they they probably already by now have have already been like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. But uh, I am on all of the socials. TikTok is the best one to find me on. That's where my largest platform is going to be, and it's just Grayson McGaha comedy. Like that. Oh it's, yep, Grayson McGaha comedy is the best one, and. If you Google this crazy last name, um, I, because, you know, it's the best part about having a crazy last name. Um, there, there's only a couple of us around. So, yep, Grace McGaha Comedy. And um, that's that's where you'll find me. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. But, like, for me, we just – I've had a YouTube. Um, I've got some subscribers on the YouTube. Um, but I'm trying to do more exclusive content on it. Um, so, it's there. If you go to it, you'll see the fact that it hadn't been messed with for like three months. And then you'll see the fact that like the last three weeks, it's been just more and more stuff. Uh, the paranormal stuff is always going to be at Paranormal Night Shift. And uh, you can find all of it on my link tree. If you follow me somewhere, you'll find me everywhere. We'll put it that way. Oh, same. Same here. Um, I've been... I, I have like almost 800 subscribers on uh, YouTube and I post the podcast over on my YouTube channel just because when I do hit a thousand and I am able to monetize at some point, you know, the, the, the podcast is going to be the main, like, you know, ad revenue thing. Right. Cause no, like, dude, yeah. Podcast yeah. revenue is, is amazing. Like I, I, I do not, I do not have my own podcast. Everything I do is with, with Andy right now. We're about to start a Patreon page where um, I want you to think of like Bill Burr's page. If you've ever listened to his podcast, that's what we're going to try to start doing. Um, I've got one that we're working on that is uh, basically pretty much like what we're doing here. We're going to call it behind the, you know, we're going to call it the green room couch. And my, my goal is to get the comedians that I have that I've done stuff with I'm looking for those guys who, you know, just like yourself, but I'm looking for those guys who are looking for the next big step. And I want to use the fact that I do have a, a wide audience on socials and go like with a, with a Patreon and stuff like that. I want it to be like, Hey, have you guys heard of Dick Frost? Like, this is who he is. This is what he does. Go follow him. What up? Um, you know, and I want it to be things like that. I've got, I got a guy named Sean Murphy. I do a lot of stuff with, he's an amazing tattoo artist, but one of the funniest guys that you'll ever, you know, ever come across and his, I mean, his content and his standup is the fact that he's been a tattoo artist for years. So it's all of these horrible tattoo stories, you know, drunk girls coming in there and deciding they want to play boy bunny. And then, you know, he's been tattooing so long enough. He's seen the girls that come in when they're 16 and now they're, you know, in their fifties. Cause he's been tattooing for like 40 years. He's like, now they're in their fifties. There's somebody grandmother and they're that playboy bunny has turned into like a playboy Wendigo, like freaking trash monster. It's horrible to look at. <laughs> That's but, funny. Uh, dude, it, it, he's got, he's just, he's so he's just, he's, he's naturally funny. So we're, we're looking at doing a lot more stuff, man. And talking to you and doing podcasts like this really makes me go, man, I gotta, I gotta bump up my game, dude. I like, I, I gotta play this game too. Well, this is a fun game. 
we're having a lot of fun doing this. And, you know, like I said, this is going to be probably for episode 46, man. We're, we're clipping along one a week. We're 46 weeks into her. And, you know, plus I have like three, I think, bonus episodes. Um, yeah, man, we're, we're having a lot of fun. It's, it's, it's a lot of work. You know, I work over a hundred hours a week or hundred oh, hours a week. And, and, you know, um, the podcasting and the social media game in itself is like having a full-time job on top of a full-time job, you know, and it's, it's a lot of fun. I've taken a little bit of a break the last couple of months, but I'm starting to post a little bit more again. And, you know, that's another thing, you know, the podcast TikTok page, right? When I don't have anything to post, when I can't think of anything to post, this has created more content, right? Yeah. The podcast itself yeah. You know, I take clips from it and I, I push it out for like four or five, four or five days or three or four days or whatever it is prior to it dropping. And I post little clips to get people interested. And that is content in itself. This is content creation. And, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm killing two birds with one stone. Oh, dude. And that, that, that is exactly what I want to start looking at, like on my end too, is, is like, I love having these conversations and, and there's so many. I, there's so many guys that I talk to that I'm like, dude, we, we just got stopped for two seconds. Like I wish that we would have written that down or recorded it. So yeah. yeah, you're like doing this has made me definitely go. I need to, I need to step up my, my, my content game, man. Like this is cool. Well, man, it's a lot of fun. Like, you know, I'm connecting with you right now. We're having a lot of, you know, we're having a good chat. We're having a lot of fun. I've had so many amazing, amazing conversations and there's so many more amazing conversations. Come, I love to talk. Right. So this is my wheelhouse. Um, I didn't think I could do it. Uh, when, when, when it first started uh, coming about, I didn't think, you know, I had what it took, but I will go live on TikTok. And when yep. I realized going live on TikTok and podcasting are the same damn thing. It, it really is. I mean, that that for me, when I go live on TikTok in the mornings, I'm I'm legitimately packing sticker orders with my wife. Yeah. Like, you know, she's that that's what she came in here and did. She printed off all my all my work for tomorrow. And, and you know, I, I gotta pack sticker orders in the morning. And um that that's been the, you know, that that's been the thing. Like I started doing it. I, I don't go on there, I don't do the battle thing, and I, I I'm not look, if you want to support me and send me gifts. I greatly appreciate it, but I'm not going to be one of those people who ever sit there and go in order for you to see me do something, you've got to send me like, yeah, yeah. I, I love all the support. Like I'll take it all day long, but there's some people who it's like, what, what, what are we doing? Like, why do you have 97,000 people following you? Cause you're not doing anything, man. But well, speaking of which I just hit 69,000 today on my backup account. That's a that's a fancy number to be at, buddy. I I I I'm at sixty nine thousand. I feel like I feel like there should be some sort of celebration. I don't want to be involved in that celebration, but I will be there with you. In Are you sure? Are you sure you don't want to be you don't want to be on the bottom floor of that? I can be on the top floor. Well, I mean, logistically, it makes better sense for me to be on the bottom. You know, I'm just saying, like you, you, you've got the, you've got the, the scrawny. Well, not scrawny. Scrawny, scrawny is a bad descriptive word. I've got the girthy. Well, how tall are you? Oh, like, dude, I I am five eight, depending on what gas station I walk in and out of. Oh, I'm five four. Well, then, yeah, logistically, like logistically, now we've changed everything up, and now you have to be on the bottom, like. The height weight ratio is going to be different, dude. It's, it's but like not... you weigh more, wouldn't you crush me? Um, well, I got a feeling. 
like our our 69 is going to turn into like an 88. There's going to be a lot of fetal position crying. So <laughs> am I going to be in the fetal position or crying or are you both, both, <laughs> both. I'm not going to be like, don't get me wrong. You're, you're, you're uh, the mustache rides from you would be epic and legendary. I have a feeling that like with the handlebars, that is, that is a legendary mustache ride, but get in sparkle nuts. There's chaos to spread. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I'm more afraid that I'm going to enjoy it more than anything else. Well, dude, if you cut yourself off to one whole gender, that's 50% of the world's love you're you're losing out on. That That is true. That is a true statement. I, I'm, uh, you know, I, I go back to the idea that maybe it's, it, it's that maybe it's just that the mustache is just so majestic. It, it's, I, I would feel like I'm cheating on you because I only want the mustache. If my <laughs> wife, if my wife had that mustache, let me tell you what, dude, like that's it. That's what's doing it for me right now. Sweetheart, grow a handlebar mustache. Jesus, does she have a mustache? Like, is the, never mind. I'm not going there. No, I, no. I, I was trying to get there. I was trying to get there. <laughs> Glad one of us took it there. Hey man, it's the womb broom, the upper lip sweater, you know. Oh, dude, it's 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 the thing of legend, is what oh. it really is. Oh, it, it is it is now what you need is the little the little flavor saver down down below. Yeah, the little, little one. I I can yeah. grow it. I can grow a full beard like you. I just not allowed to in the oil field, right? So the, right now, even as it stands, the mustache is too long. But like, no one says shit to me half the time anyway. So I'll just whatever. Dude, I had to clean shave, uh, so I lost all of this. All of that happened at, like, yeah. All of that happened at, like, 20, like, pretty yeah, much. Man. All yeah. of that happened, like, pretty early on, too, right? Yeah. Like, I, like, yeah. At 20, and then when I worked when I worked at the sheriff's office, it was clean shaved. You had to be clean shaved. No beards. Well, they um, don't want and, the men pulling it down, right? They, they Yeah. You know, I mean, they don't want... Hey, get down here, baby. You yeah. Know, like, yeah. You know, so had to be clean shaved. The moment I got into blue collar world, I was like, I'm growing a beard. And then have never looked back. Dude, I had to shave every day. And, and I was in a, I was in the, the parade guard. So like I had to shave every day plus after work because I had to be clean shaved for any parade guard stuff. So like. I, I I think I've done between the head and the face. I think I've done enough shaving to where I'm just like I, I deserve a, I deserve masculine bushy beard. You know what? One day I was sitting there like this, right? Dude, like that, my is, that is nice. Just the way my shirt was sitting, right? And mm -hmm. like you could see the hair. And my mom was sitting like across from me, and and out of nowhere she's just like, you know, I kind of find uh, chest hair attractive. And I'm just like, thanks, ma. Like, hey, ma, you want to go in the back or what? Like, you know, is this is this some? You know, no one's been deeper inside you than I have, right? So it's you know, but it's it's true, it's true. But everything, my hands, my fingers, you want to go there? It's been inside, it's, right? It's like it really has. Half truth. of me, half of me grew or walked around with her for fucking almost thirty years before I was actually on the outside. So dude that's that's impressive it is it is it's Absolutely. an impressive statement 
Um, I don't want to keep you too much longer there, bud. Uh, oh, dude, you know, you're good, man. Uh, I, I gotta, I got these kids. The I gotta, I gotta wake up in like six hours and take this kid to to school. It is a uh, they they can no longer call it Halloween, so it is book character day. Why can't they call it Halloween? What the hell's going on there? It's dude, it dude, it's an American thing. Everybody's offended about everything nowadays, so you're not you're not allowed to call it Halloween anymore. Oh my god. Oh my god. That so, that's a topic for another another day. They call it book character day because there's there are some people who don't celebrate Halloween. We can't call it a fall festival. Um, so it is book character day. This is insane. This is just the freaking world we live in. It's the, you know, the I'm offended for the offended. Oh, my God. And it's usually the people that are offended that aren't offended. Or the people that shouldn't be offended that are offended. And the people that should be offended don't care. Dude, exactly. Like, exactly. They, they, you know, they, they said they did it because, like, Jehovah Witnesses don't celebrate Halloween, which I'm cool with. And we have we, we have a large group of jehovah witnesses at the school i have not heard from one jehovah witness at that school who's like why are we having book character day and not halloween they're like what where's the halloween festival we still like candy just because we don't believe in this in this holiday does not believe it does not mean that we don't like candy like candy's great so oh and i had to go buy a whole bunch of nut-free gluten-free non-gmo sugar-free bullcrap candy so there's that too Speaking of candy, check out www.thesourmoose.ca and use code DICKFROST89 on checkout and save yourself 10%. 10% on your Dick Frost candy. Dick candy. Uh, dick candies. Yes, dick candies. Um, well, my friend, the person responsible for my website, actually, um, she quite literally landed in my lap almost well over a year, a year and a half ago or so. She just opened up her own candy store about six, six months ago, I guess, out, out in east of Edmonton here. And uh, it's called the Sour Moose, and it's Sour Moose uh, doing amazing. They're doing like nostalgic and hard to find candy. She imports oh, shit dude, from all across the world, and she awesome. ships it out everywhere. Oh, dude, I'm I'm definitely gonna use your promo code for some. www.sourmoose.ca, bro. I'm telling you, do it. And then you gotta make a video. Gotta make a video of you opening the candy and eating it, because only like she loves that shit. It, only if there's dicks involved. Does she have candy dicks? You know, I'm pretty sure she could get that for you. I need, I need to have like, that's what you need to sell. You know, I'm all about marketing. I really feel like if Dick Frost had his own line of, of mints, because that that would go, that would go with the, the, the frost, you know, you have your own line of mints that are just little frosties that, you know, frosties Mm. in your mouth. Mm. I had a penis flavored popsicle a couple months ago. That's what you call a promotion there in Canada, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's the penis, penis flavored popsicles. Tastes like the real thing. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's salty. It tastes like bad decisions. And, and <laughs> it's salty. Yeah, 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 exactly. Bad decisions. Hey, so um, we're having you back on the podcast, man. You got to come back, and we're gonna have sure. more more conversations. And and you never know. But I'd like to wrap the podcast up by asking one last question and take your time answering it. A lot of people, it stumps a lot of people, dude. I don't know. Have you listened to the podcast yet? Uh, I've got episodes on it. I've not made it all the way to the end though, but let, oh. let, let's, if this is a fucking trivia question, like let, let's see what it is. Let's go. I ask this at the end of every podcast. So uh, Mount Rushmore has four of the most influential people in North American history on it. 
Yeah. Um, now, if you could have your own Mount Rushmore with four people that inspire you or you look up to, who would they be and why? Okay. So, you know what? This is, I, I've, I've actually done a Mount Rushmore of comedy several times. Um, so, in my mind, I think by Mount Rushmore is going to get a little weird. But um, not Robin, more. Okay. Yeah. okay. Robin Williams, hands down, Robin Williams would be on Mount Rushmore of comedy. Um, I think for a lot of people, Robin opened the door that being weird is okay. Being different is okay. Being, um, you know, Robin, Robin had a manic funniness and then coming to find out more about his, his brain and everything that happened before he took his life, which is tragic. Just, you know, it, I think that there's a lot of us that have that, that little bit of Robin Williams in their head to where you, you can't, you can't control everything that's going on in your brain and, and the words won't come out fast enough. And I think, you know, watching, watching him, especially in my generation, like, you know, with, with the movies and stuff that he came out with and, and the comedy he came out with, it, it, it is that manic joy. Um, so I would definitely have to put Robin Williams on there. Cause I think he's one of those comedians too, that, um, you don't find people who have bad things to say about him That's and those true. who do, those who do have bad things to say about him, like the, the, the comedians that accuse him of taking jokes and things like that. Like Robin, that's just the way his brain worked was that like, if he heard something that he thought was funny, he wanted to make it funnier. So I, I got to go with Robin Williams on that one. Um, he's, he's like, I want him to be in the figurehead of my Mount Rushmore. You, you know, want like, him to be like George Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Or De Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Definitely not the Teddy Roosevelt part where it's like, Oh, that's who that is. Yeah. You, um, hold up. You don't like Teddy Roosevelt? No, 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 no. Teddy Roosevelt actually would probably still be somewhere on my Mount Rushmore, but I'm, I'm saying his, his, uh, his direction in the Mount Rushmore, you know, you kind of have to like, you, you, you're trying to figure out who the other guy next to him is, you know, you need to listen to, I can't remember what number episode it is, but it's titled Teddy. And it's okay. titled Teddy for a reason about Teddy Roosevelt, where Chase Barber actually has Teddy Roosevelt on his Mount Rushmore. And he went yeah. into like a fucking 15 minute long spiel about Teddy Roosevelt. We learned a lot about Teddy Roosevelt that episode. Dude, Teddy Roosevelt's like, truthfully, he's a guy that I could honestly put on my Mount Rushmore just because of all the cool stuff he's done. Um, and just how much of a badass, how much of a badass he was. Yeah, did not done, but you know, how much of a badass he really was. And Teddy Roosevelt's got a Bigfoot story, which as a Bigfoot enthusiast, Teddy Roosevelt's got a Bigfoot story. So that, that, that's pretty cool. My, my second person that I will put up on my Mount Rushmore Hall of Fame or, or whatever we're going to uh, to call it is, um, dude, I, I got to be honest and you're going to laugh at this choice. I got to go with Morgan Freeman. Fuck yeah. I got to go Morgan Freeman because just in general, Morgan Freeman's one of those people that you, you never get, get mad at. I feel like putting Morgan Freeman, Freeman next to Robin Williams is going to make a lot of people think, but Morgan Freeman, Morgan Freeman makes me, makes me feel good about myself. And he's got an amazing voice. Hell yeah, um, he does. I, I can go on about how, how awesome Morgan Freeman is, but Morgan Freeman's going on mine and um, you're, you're going to laugh at my next one. 
freaking Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers is Fred Rogers is going on my Mount Rushmore. Isn't, isn't he Canadian? I don't know if Fred Rogers is Canadian or not. Or is that Mr. Tressel? That could have been Mr. Tressel. I don't know. Did you guys have Mr. Rogers? Like, of course did you guys... we had Mr. Rogers. I, look, dude, it was it was public access. So Hold I, on, you know, bro. Did you have Pokemon? We had Pokemon. We, we had, had Pokemon. fucking Mr. Rogers. Dude, I, look, I'm telling you, public education system. I learned nothing about Canada other than from South Park. Like, what I know about Canada comes from South Park. You Terrence want to blame Phillip. Canada for everything. T Terrence and Philip taught me everything I need to know about uh, about Canada. And then, Blame Canada. Yeah, and then and then my wife be my wife is uh is actually um she's Alaskan Native, so um she's got she's very much so involved with like, um, indigenous. I, I can't say Native Americans, but indigenous people, and she talks a lot about the indigenous people of Canada and and things like that, and it's pretty cool. So. Like there's a lot of tribal history that she, she knows and tells our kids and everything like that. And a lot of things with Alaska and Canada is where a lot of her family is, is from. And a lot of the tribes talk about horrible things that happen. Like they teach you about the trail of tears. They don't really teach you anything about all the indigenous people in Canada that have been kind of forced off of their land too. So, yeah. Yeah. There's, you know, for the most part, they never really talked about residential schools. They never really dove into it in the public school system. Oh, no, dude. Right? And now over the last couple of years, we've really started learning things firsthand about what really went down there and how as early as 1992 or three, they shut down the last residential school. Right? And how, like, just fucking disgusting it was oh, you know yeah. and it's it's, it's a fucking stain on our society is what it is yeah and, and it's one of those things that like i know even in the american school system like you talk about the trail of tears for like two or three days you don't really understand like you don't understand about the history of of, of the great nation so yeah um that's why I asked about Mr. Rogers. I'm like, public. The, Mr. Rogers taught me more about life growing up than anybody else did. Like, you know, so that's why I asked if you guys had Mr. Rogers up there. I didn't oh, know. Yeah. I don't know what Canada does. I just know you guys are up that way somewhere. You We're know? fucking cold half the, more yeah. than half the year. More than we, half of the year. We got to, we pump out some, some of the best TikTokers on the damn app. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Nope. Call me Chris, Selena Spooky Boo. Um, shit. Who else? Oh, the What No Way guy. Yeah. Well, and Dick Frost. Dick Frost Fuck. in general. Was, Dick Frost was in general, funny. baby. What's up? Yeah, That's like, me. Dick, Dick and, and speaking of the my my number four spot, uh, I gotta go with Dick Frost for my oh, number four shit. Mount Rushmore spot. I'm uh, about as hard as Mount Rushmore right now, too. Now, dude. You should be. You should be because wow. you're 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 going to be in between Mr. Rogers and Morgan Freeman, and if that doesn't make you hard, oh, buddy, I don't, <laughs> can we put I don't can we put will. Mr. Can we put can we put Morgan Freeman in the middle and have a Morgan Freeman sandwich? That is fantastic uh, idea. <sighs> I, I agree with it. Um, absolutely. Yeah, I'll put you on my Mount Rushmore of of freaking awesome people, dude. Like, oh, I appreciate uh, that, man. Shit. Truthfully, I put you on there. Because I think you represent, and the, all right, so truthfully, it, it can be your face, but 
if I'm if I'm really gonna get deep and like actually try to be a sentimental person, I, I got to go with like hardworking people like yourself de- deserve to be on Mount Rushmore. See, the other ones are celebrities that everybody knows. The the real heroes of both these great nations are the guys that are out there doing it every fucking day that don't get that don't get a pat on the back that go, you know, they're sacrificing their body, their mental health, everything to just survive. Those are the guys that need to be on the Mount Rushmore of anything. Those are the guys who need to be celebrated in, in this nation more than anybody else. The, the hardworking individuals, moms and dads, I say guys. So let me go ahead and be nice. The hardworking moms and dads that are out there fucking doing whatever it takes to make sure that their kids are taken care of, their families are taken care of. They're, they're, you know, being a mom, being a dad is one of the toughest jobs ever because you're raising the next generation. You are raising little people. And you and I both know people who are absolute assholes. So somebody's done a horrible job. So, you know, that, that for me is... You know, if you're going to put somebody on a Mount Rushmore, it needs to be just a picture of friggin' a hammer and a nail and the people who are out there just busting their ass every day. Oh, man, there's a country that put the hammer and the sickle on a flag already, man. <laughs> not, that, not that country, but <laughs> like it just in general, just hardworking fucking people are the ones that deserve more credit than they're getting. You know, they're. There's a video floating around, and I wish I, I, I knew the guy's name, but there's a video floating around about, you know, talking about the the girl, you know, the the look at me girls on, on the internet, and then talking about the guys that are out there waking up at four o'clock in the fucking morning every day, pouring a fucking pot of coffee, going out, and they're working, and you know, they're they're leaving the house when when it's dark, they're getting back to the house when it's dark, they're you know they're working out there, they're you know. Out there's winter in Canada, baby. I know (laughs) that's night shift in general. Like this time of the year, I have no idea what the sun looks like. That, like this, this pale, pasty complexion is is a hundred percent just in general. But those are the people that deserve more credit than they get, man. Night shift and and just hard work and fucking people, dude. They they do not get the pat on the back. Nobody's saying thank you. You know, as a dad, I don't know if you've ever you know gotten the fucking I love the hug. My favorite time is the hug in the morning. Yeah. Like, hey, Dad, good to see you. I love you. But, you know, I, I had a conversation, and this one will get deep. I had a conversation with my oldest about Santa Claus, who, you know, and, and things like that. And and when he realized that, that Santa Claus wasn't, you know, wasn't real, and he realized that, dude, like, Dad pulled these extra hours to make sure I had the things, and, and I'm giving some jolly fat man the credit for, what my dad did dude yeah. that's a that's a fucking god water work kind of i love you too son like those are the moments that we live for dude and you know it, it's those little heroes man it's the little stuff that doesn't ever get you don't get a thank you man because it's your fucking job you absolutely know? absolutely i hear a lot of dads and i hear a lot of people bitch about you know not getting the fucking credit dude it, it's your fucking job dude and so if, if i'm going to give you credit for it go on the fucking Mount Rushmore next to all these people and understand that like, those are the people who have built these nations. These are people who can keep making this fucking nation. Amazing. Those are the people that are out here just surviving. And those are the people that deserve to be on some fucking recognition, Mount Rushmore pat on the back, dude, like a hundred percent people like Dick Frost over here. 
Oh shit! Minus the Dick Frost part, man. That was that was probably one of the best answers we've had uh, uh, for for Mount Rushmore. That was that was sick, man. Good for you. No, man. You know, um, my wife and I were raising our kids different, uh, a little differently that way. They only get one present from Santa each, right? Because you know they're gonna go to school and they'll be like, "Hey, look at all these fucking gifts Santa brought me," and you know we live in a bit of a rougher neighborhood where you know you know it not a lot of kids can afford shit and you know even if we didn't live in that neighborhood we started long before we lived there and you know so they they get one gift from santa that way you know santa only brought them one instead of like 20 and this kid only got one right mom and dad bought the rest santa brought you one right santa brings one gift to you and and that's it right uh so, and, you know, like you said, man, I, I hope my daughters come up to me and give me that big hug and be like, hey, man, thanks for putting in all those extra yeah. hours in. Thanks for putting up with bullshit. So, <laughs> exactly. You know, thank, thanks, thanks for putting up with the bullshit and, the, and people with the, with the tism. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. well, hey, nepotism, narcissism, you know, uh, and, and you know, the, the other one, too. But, oh, you know, <laughs> the other one, too. But uh, thanks, thanks for doing all that, man. And, you know, my wife does a really good job at, you know, making sure my kids know why I'm gone and what, what I'm doing. And, you know, my, my, my daughter looks at me and is like, uh, Dad, when are you coming home? Like, yeah, in a week or so, I'll see you. And, and, and she's yeah. like, okay. She's like, Dad's. That's a way making money so I can have another Barbie doll. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, and truthfully. that's, that's, I love that shit today for her birthday. Her birthday was a couple days ago. Um, I was, I was home for it. We had her party. Um, her, one of her birthday presents came in the mail today. She had to get a new tablet. Her Amazon tablet was yeah not holding enough memory and needed to be replaced. We bought her an iPad and she's ecstatic. She's six years old. She, she, um, she's learning how to call people on that damn tablet. Oh, and, dude! Yeah. And she called me like four times today while I was at work. And had I been around, I would have answered it. But you know, I, I can't answer it all the time. But whenever she calls, I'm right there. And this morning, I, I knew she had it. I knew it was in her hands when you know she was getting ready for school or whatever. I sent her a good morning message when I got up and I left. I'm like, hey, good morning. I hope you enjoy your new tablet. I love you so much. My wife said she watched that damn video like 20 times. So I know, dude. It it, it, it the, the it's the little fucking magic, dude. Kids yeah. are kids are the best, dude. And and I remember, uh, th- this this is my 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 other heart wrenching story. I remember my kid had a, um, like a, whatever, a celebration day at, at, at school. Like he was getting an award, like, a they have this thing where it's like, you know, like character awards is whatever they want to call them. Um, so he's getting an award at school for like being, being fucking awesome. And, um, I had, dude, I worked night shift. I worked in a metal refinery. I was fucking disgusting, dude. I mean, I had sulfur and just sludge all over me. And I told my wife, I was like, I'm not going to be able to go because it starts like the moment I drop him off. And like, that was my heart wrenching. Like, dad, you better be there. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to be dirty. He's like, no, you better be there. And I'm like, I'm going to be dirty. I'll bring a change of clothes. He was like, no, everybody, everybody needs to see what you do. And I'm like, like it's, he gets it, dude. My little guy gets it too. And those are the, those are the things that as dads, like just freaking rip your heart out. Cause it's like, 
you know, like your little one watching the video 20 times, dude, it means that they fucking get it. It means you're doing a good goddamn job is because you like, they get it, dude. They, they understand, you know, it's there. I, you know, I, I I will put in those hours all day long to make sure that they can live a better life. Now I will sit and bitch all day long too. (laughs) How that fucking better life is not what I want it to be because I'm not getting paid enough anymore. That, that, that will still be my platform, but, um yeah dude i mean that's the shit that matters dude and that's why that's why we do all the things we do right absolutely buddy and that's why i'll continue to do what i do and it might be time to change up how i do that but you know we're still gonna we're still gonna continue doing it have to have to do it for the grind i have to have to put the grind in have to you know do what we do it's all best. about it's all about the dirty hands, man. You 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 know it's it's a mindset. It's a mindset. It's a it's a mindset. It's a way of life, and it's a way of thinking more than anything else, dude. You know it, it don't change anything else. You gotta you gotta respect the grind and the hustle and and put it in. And I, I wish you nothing but success. I want to I want to see you on TV one day and be like, I know that guy. I was lucky enough to do his podcast one time. Shit, like, dude. I don't know if the TV thing awesome. will ever happen, but hey, we can will it into existence. Fuck, that'd be that's sick, all, dude. You know, sometimes that's all you can do. You talk about it and you, you hope you will it into existence. Well, uh, you know, I'm an opportunist, right? So, you know, sometimes sometimes I'm like a dog with a bone. It could be a good thing, could be a bad thing, but I see an opportunity and I go for it. Right? Dude, you got to. And, that's all you can do nowadays. That's all you can do, man. And you know, the opportunity for a podcast came up. Boom, I'm there. Opportunity came up where, hey, let's, you know, dirty hands, clean money came up. I'm there. Heat waves came up. I'm there. Um, you know, I just, you know, I I invite that energy in where it's like, you know, let's go. Let's have some yeah, fun with it. And, do it. Let's you know, do it, make it happen. Uh, yeah, man. You know, fuck. I. Yeah. Maybe the TV thing could happen sometime, man. That'd be fucking cool. You it, could know? it could be, man. It'd be cool. You know, crazier yeah. things have happened in the world. Crazier well, things. Hey, man, I see a lot of content creators out there right now when they get bigger. I I don't know uh, the the Eliminators or whatever they're called. They're making their own movie with Jeremy Littell. Jeremy Littell is helping them make a movie. Uh, Larry Ruffton, Big Iron, or mm-hmm. Rough Iron, he built some shit for the set for them. And, you know, they, they're using creators to to build stuff for this movie. They're using creators to make the movie, you know. And, like, they're creators helping creators, you know. And, and hey, man, you never know. Maybe somewhere, someday, someone will be like, that's who we need right there. Well, Bring I think- him on to Earth. I think that's really, you know, really the cool thing about what, you know, the, the generation that you and I are in right now, we're, we're old enough to remember when it wasn't that way. And we're still, you know, we're still relevant enough to be on these platforms and, you know, and find group, you know, find our niches and find our people. And, you know, that, that's the kind of stuff I want to see, dude. I don't want to see. I don't want to see all of the craziness, dude. Let, let, let's look at the the positive sides and let's build people up. And like, I want to see creators out there doing their own stuff and being able to collaborate and do stuff and not, you know, not always have to sit and go. It, it's, it goes back to that idea of success, man. Like what is success for you? Like for me, it's, for me, it's wanting to do this. Like I want to do this. I want to tell jokes and I want to be, I want to do it, man. I mean, uh, as long as my kids are happy, I'm going to keep doing whatever I can do. 
Gord from the Second Act podcast right now is listening, and he's salivating at the mouth from listening to you talk about success because that is his end of the podcast question on his podcast. What is success now compared to what success was back then, right? right. And, you know, success back then was probably, you know, moving on up in that company if I can, you know, slaving away and and giving her and, and laying it on the line, being that company man. You know, if someone notices me being a good company man, maybe I move on up that ladder. You know, and now now that idea of success is shit, man. I hope I have I don't have a five hundred dollar fuck up in the next, you know, I know. two weeks. Yeah. I, I'm successful if everybody is fed and has clothes on there, dude. Like it, it, it makes me successful. Being able to, yep. to wake up every day and and wake up every day. I don't know if you're a spiritual person. I stopped going to church, but that doesn't mean that I'm not a spiritual person. Waking up every day and, and taking a deep breath in and go, you know what? Like, fucking here, we got to do the best we can. I don't know what when it will end. It could end tomorrow. It could end tonight. You know, I, I want to make sure that the people who are involved in my life look at me and go, man, he he was cool. He was fun to be around, and he, he, he loved me and took care of me, and he was good people, not – not fuck that guy. (laughs) Yep. I hear that, man. I've been at several funerals that, that were fuck those, fuck those guys funerals. I I, I don't, I don't want that. I don't want to be that guy. I can't wait till my dad dies and I can't wait to be at the funeral and everyone's just like, Hey, fuck that guy. Cause I'm going to be one of those guys. Oh dude. Yeah. I'm going to be like, Hey, everyone here, you, you got out what you wanted to say about him. That was nice. Start the fucking parade of dudes that got shit to say that ain't nice. Fuck that dude. Fuck that dude. Buddy, man, this has been fun, man. I uh this has been cool. We got we this this took too, you know, this took too long to make happen. We gotta do this again and uh we will you know I talk to you uh, off air and, and, and more about it, about trying to do some more cool stuff together and uh Dude, this has been fun. It, it has been an a honor and a privilege to be a part of this. And dude, thank you so much for everything you do, man. Like, I mean, what what you're doing, highlighting creators and, and getting out here talking, dude. This is fucking amazing, dude. I can't tell you enough. Well, thank you for being one of those creators, man. Thanks for thanks for the things you do and say and talk about on your platform that you know you 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 speak out for the everyday Joe, the the little guy who is really really supposed to be the big guy we make shit happen and we get shit on when we when we do it and and man thanks for being that voice you know thanks for thanks for being like you know i mean like there are days where you know my feet hit the ground and i i I just sit there and with my head in my my face in my hands and i don't want to do it but then i remember you know grace of my god man you know what like motivates me to just go out there and fucking do what I got to do. I, I don't know if, if that, if that's what I need to be uh, tied into, man, but uh, I'll take it, dude. I'll take any of it. Cause uh, truthfully, man, I mean that, that, that's the big thing about all of it, man. It's, it's, you don't have a fucking choice anymore. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that's what I will always sit and, and fight for on my platform, dude. It is not a entitlement thing. Ain't nobody entitled to anything. These are not, that is not the group of people I'm representing for wages and for fair pay. It is not the entitlement that give me anything. It is the God damn it. We're out here. We fucking earned this shit. I need to be able to be out here and keep making multi-million dollar profits. I need to be able to put food on my fucking table to be able to do it. Skilled labor is not cheap and cheap labor is not skilled. Amen. Be paid. Amen to that brother. Amen to that. 
fuck, are you rock hard right now? Cause I, 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 I am now, dude. I got, I got a second wind. Like I'm, I'm, I took a Viagra before this show, just so oh, you know. Shit. I don't yeah. know if you listen to Theo Vaughn or not, but he's taking that blue chew. I, I want to get sponsored by Blue Shoe because I definitely feel like not only am I a client, I could be like the, you know, kind of like the hair club for men, guys. Like, that'd be happening. That, that, that would happen. <laughs> oh, shit, man. This is great. This has been fun, man. And, you know, this, Dude, this has probably been, been one of my, probably one of my favorite, most, one of my favorite podcasts I've recorded so far to date. Yes, I'm glad Fuck I yes. get the I'm glad I get the title for that dude, and I appreciate you letting me come out here and, and cut loose. You know, a lot of these uh, a lot of these social media platforms don't let me say everything that I want to say. So I think this is probably on record the most time that I've said fuck, um, on on uh, social media like in a long time because they just won't let you say fuck or any of the words you want to say. Well, fuck them. I know. Fuck that shit, dude. Like fuck that serious. shit. Fuck that shit. If I but say bro, fuck two more times, that's 36 fucks in this fucked up rhyme. Oh, dude, if you say fuck, t- like, I don't know what our record, I don't know what our fuck count is so far. Like, I'm not sure where we're at with the fuck count, but. Oh, now I'm going to have to fucking edit, aren't I? You're going to have to edit and have a fuck counter. so that I'm going to have a know. fuck counter on it. Oh, here we go. We can know. You're making me work on this one, aren't you? Just just enough, just a little fucking work, not too much fucking work. Just a fuck. little bit of fucking work, and it's gonna be fucking glorious. Fuck it, fuck is a, a wonderful word, word, man. But I gotta be up fucking early to take these fucking kids to fucking school <laughs> as, for their fucking um fucking not not Halloween fucking party. So and and if you're lucky, it's only eleven forty six there. You can still get some fucking in with the wife. Oh no, it's twelve forty six on our end, dude. Oh shit! Hopefully she hasn't put her fucking pants on her track pants. Oh, no, on. she's she's fucking gone. She she oh. she. Can't over, oh yeah, she's she's well past gone. It is well, it is so much past her bedtime. She's gonna she's gonna yell at me when I get in bed, and she's gonna be like, what "The fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Well, does she have to be conscious or awake?" Oh no, dude, nothing, dude. I've been married for been married for 20 some odd years now like oh she's, she's mostly been, asleep 99 oh, yeah. percent of the time yeah, even when her eyes are awake yeah i it, we we are well past consensual at this point in time it's it gonna is, be a fucking good time then yeah just obligational is what we're looking at <laughs> <laughs> can we edit that part out because that's a fucking clip right there that'll go viral grayson mcgahack <laughs> comedy said he does no longer have consensual sex with his wife yeah that'll be the <laughs> Do you want me to edit that part out? No, no, that'll be the fucking Channel Nine news at the end of the day. I'm going to use that as a fucking clip on the teaser. Oh, dude, that should be be the clip, and that should that should be like the thumbnail on it. Is just he doesn't fuck his wife. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be it right there. That that that, that'll be it. It's coming, man. Viral fucking video right there. It's coming, but she's not. Local comedian and other <laughs> comedian laugh at the fact that they talked about non-consensual. Yeah, dude, that's a, you know that's the worst fucking part is that like the social media game is one of those things, dude. I'm surprised that I've not been canceled for some of the shit that I've said in the first place. Oh yeah, same, same. Yeah, like I like some of the things that have come out of my mouth. I really thought the the one I did the other day about the uh, the draft that's being talked about. I, I thought that was it. I, I did that video and put it up, and, and I was like, "Yep, this is it. This is this is the hill that I'm gonna fucking die on." Right I didn't here. see. I didn't see that one. 
Oh, it was just basically talking about how this this generation of people that were getting drafted. Like, I'm like, really? These are the people that were were called upon to fight a war? Like, the fucking you know, uh, the the generation that was eating Tide Pods last fucking week is the the people that we're gonna set and be like, hey, this is America's finest. Like, fuck that. I'm scared. Can we go ahead and can we go ahead and give up? Like, <laughs> oh shit. Oh shit. There you go. I'm back. You got the fucking Tide Pod, Tide Pod Army over here, because you know I don't think the U.S. Army is ever going to issue out like camouflage hay dudes or Crocs for these guys to be able to do it. I think there are camouflaged Crocs though. Oh, dude, they're on my feet right now, dude. Like if I'm not in work boots, I'm going to let you know. If like you're talking about sponsorships, if I am not in work boots, um, if Justin and Red Wing boots could come together with the people who make hay dudes and Crocs. Like they, that is a game changer. Give that me is a that gift level, from God. Give me that level of comfort in a in a work boot, and I I won't bitch anymore. Oh shit! Oh dude, dude. like I want I want the bottom feel of a croc with the 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 meta uh, the metacarpal like freaking steel toe. That's what I need. Hell yeah! I hear that, man. I hear that. Anyways, brother, I gotta go. My uh, my wife is probably gonna be. Yeah, chomping at the bit to talk to me before she passes out. She's going to be like, how how come when you're not on social media and you're talking to me on the phone, you let me go at 10 o'clock? She just texts me, you alive? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You can let me go at 10 o'clock, but the moment you get on there, you can stay awake till midnight. I've heard that one all day long. Stay out of the doghouse. Don't don't get on the doghouse on my end, dude. Hey, dude, this was a pleasure. Like, seriously, I know we got to jump off of here. Seriously, this was a pleasure, dude. Thank you so much. Oh, shit. Um, You got to get a fucking mic stand, brother. I do. I definitely do. Um, Yeah, this has been a pleasure. And, hey, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going doggy in the doghouse tonight, buddy. Yeah, go go have fun with your doggy in the doghouse. Hell Um, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to go and uh, put laundry in the dryer and, and all the shit that I have to do. But, dude, let's do this again, man. This was this was a uh, like, like I said, this was absolutely cool. And uh, let's try to let's try to do some collab stuff. And uh, I'm going to send you a message about your uh, your other guy off air. See if, yeah. uh, what I need to do to get in contact with these guys. Um, Hell, hell yeah, cool. man. I got another I got an idea for a collab. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll text you, though. Yeah, text me, dude. And my phone's always on. You can call me whenever. It doesn't matter what time your Canadian fucking time is. I'm sending you dick pics every day, dude. All right, let's let's end this here as a collaborator or as a as a influencer. How many dick pics do you get sent? Oh, dude, on Snapchat, this guy named ML, at least two, three day, two or three a day, and he wants one back from me every day. I don't do it. Today he asked me that he's like, I don't send me a dick pic. Just send me a picture of you in your hotel room. I did it. Twenty bucks is twenty bucks, but let me tell you what. My wife was when I started doing this, my wife was very concerned about ladies. Like, I have not gotten a single fucking titty pic, but Never. I have a plethora of giant dongs that are sent to me all the time. Yes. You know, and I'm it's like, the dudes, it's the dudes she's gotta be worried about. It. I told her once, I'm like, hey, this marriage don't ever work out. Maybe I got a future with the dudes, you know. Oh, allegedly, like in, in that community, you and I are like a fucking 10, dude. It's like, the mustache and the beard, bro. It's got to be. I don't know what it is, but um, unsolicited dick pics are, are fucking amazing. I love it. Hey, the bigger, the better, the harder, the better. 
you know. I got a story about it, and I don't I don't want to get you in trouble, but have you ever gotten one and gotten mad about it? I got mad about one one time, dude. This dude <laughs> no, like straight up, this is the clip for you. I got so I, I I do. I get I get them sent to me like at least once or twice a day. And I block you know, I block them and stuff like that, but I had this one guy, he he hit me with like I, I want to call it the rope dope of dick pics. Cause he sent me a fucking, he sent it with a HR violation. He's like, Hey, I got a story about my, my company. And, you know, I want to know if this is, if you've ever come across this. And I, you know, that was my call to action. I asked for HR stories and he's like, here's a picture of the email. I click on the picture and I'm mad about how little this dude's dick is. <laughs> like, I know that sounds the fucking, like, I was like, <laughs> like, I'm used to seeing rock hard dick sent to me and you think you're going to convert this. You're telling me to leave my wife and you're going to take care of me. And you, you hit me with this little stack of penny fucking dick pic. Like, come on, dude, put some effort into it. It wasn't even good lighting. And then I'm sitting here showing my wife, this guy's flaccid dick. And I'm like, what is, what does my life come to? Like, why, <laughs> why is this? Like, why is this a whole conversation that you and I as a married couple are having that I am upset that he felt like his tiny little wiener was going to be what converted me? And that that's the worst part, dude. I, um, uh, I, I, uh, I share those pics with my coworkers all the time. I'm like, oh, this yeah. guy just sent me, bro. Oh, see, most of the time it's become a game with my coworkers, like <laughs> the circle game. I'm, they're like, man, anybody sent you any uh, bit boobies or anything? Like, you got a lot of people follow you. And, and I'll be like, yeah, here, man, let me show you this one because my wife will kill me if I should. And then it's like, Wong! no, this one, this is the one that I have saved because I was so unimpressed by the wiener pick. I'm like, if you're really going to try to send me one, it needs to be a damn fine wiener. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a picture of the of the good one the guy sent me today. Like I was actually impressed by the damn thing. Thank you. Thank the lighting, you are, the lighting you wasn't gentlemen. the greatest, but like, see, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, put some put some effort into it. Oh, dude, you put a lot. The, I'd say the lighting was the only effort he didn't put into it. Oh wow. See, yeah, I, I personally the ones that I like are the floor models. To where the camera's on the ground and clearly, you know, cameras on the gr ground that takes that takes a level of panache, you know. You put I the camera you. on the ground and they stand over it and it's like I'm like, see, get whole cock and balls, you know, oh. whole like put put some put some effort into into it, man. You know, that's what I'm saying. But this <laughs> took a weird turn. This took a weird turn on dick pics, but it, go it did. Things. Go do your thing. I will holler at you later, man. This has been fun. Thank you so much. All right, let brother. Me, hey, let me go get stay, yelled at. You stay frosty. You stay frosty, my friend. You stay no, frosty. You, you stay frosty. Absolutely. If you stay frosty. <laughs> yeah, like straight in the face. <laughs>